Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has released its list of nominees for the class of 2021, and it's one of the most diverse groups of artists to ever be up for induction. Out of the 16 nominees, seven of them are appearing for the first time, nine are people of color, and seven of them are female. This year's class includes artists from heavy metal, punk, rhythm and blues, hip-hop, new wave, rock, Afrobeat, and singer-songwriters. On today's episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're going to put ourselves on the Hall of Fame committee. We're going to share our thoughts on the class of 2021, cast our votes for who gets in, and point out where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been getting it wrong by snubbing some artists, including Motley Crue. Get ready for a Hall of Fame podcast experience. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. I am Bruce Kramer, and I'm here with my co-host, Doug McCusker and Ryan McCusker. Howdy. Are you rocking out there? So we may not be on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting committee, but we do pick the topics for this show. We should be on the committee, though. We should be, and we vote to send a song to the electric chair. So tonight we are talking about the 2021 nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How do you feel about the list this year? Diverse. Yeah. Yeah, it's very diverse. Yeah, like we said in the opening, man, it was it was all over the place. There's some artists that uh there's a couple that I was like, why are they not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? There was a couple that sure. I'm like, why are they on this list? And there's a couple yeah. people I didn't I had no so, idea who they were. Yeah, yeah I like, agree. There's there's at least one on here that I never heard of. Yeah. All right. So I think how we're gonna tackle this is we're gonna kinda discuss a little bit about the people how do people get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh maybe we'll talk a little bit about what do we think of the Hall of Fame. And then we're going to have a discussion of the nominees. We're actually going to cast our votes. We have a list of artists that we're going to go through. We're going to talk about some people that maybe should be in the Hall of Fame and some people who are eligible and do we think they belong in. And then I got some uh, some goodies at the back end on some artists who are eligible next year. Very good. That we'll just kind of get everybody's thoughts on whether they belong or not. So Now, going back like to how they nominate people, I feel like they throw darts at a board. You know? Yeah, they make really silly decisions on who they're in- – trying to nominate into this rock and roll hall of fame well who's in charge of the hall of fame now so it's not juan anymore yeah so jan 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 Jan. from rolling stone he stepped down in uh 2020 and is replaced by john sykes john sykes founded mtv he was the president president of chrysalis records he discovered the counting crows and stone temple pilots and now he's the president for iheart media so he's a real big so he's like a big 
industry Big. kind of guy. He was the president of uh, VH1 for a long time. Okay, so he knows his music then. Yeah. Like, you know, he's part of our generation of what we kind of yeah. grew up so, on. So tell him bring back the metal show. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Reading some interviews with this dude, he said that he really wants the Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to be more diverse. So, and he pointed out that only 8% of the artists who are in are women. And he's already made some changes. They have a board of directors. And he already added three women and two African-Americans to the board of directors. So I kind of kept that in mind as I was thinking about mm. the list of nominees and maybe who I think is going to get in. And then I did a little bit of research on how do people get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I dusted off my notes because we talked about this a lot in the first episode on Motley Crue getting in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there's a there's a committee. There's a nominating committee. Of about 25 people. Do you uh, have a list of who? Might- I don't. So they keep it secret. Okay. Because they're afraid that if you know, if an artist knows who's on it, they'll start lobbying them to get on. I could have swear I heard years ago that, you know, me and Ryan were talking like Quest Love might be on that list. Yeah. No, I'm pretty I sure Dave Grohl's yeah. on that, that yeah. list too. Yeah. So I, I know. There, yeah, I think you're right. There's a list that was like floating around online of the people who were on it last year. And I don't know who how it carries over mm-hmm. from year to year, but the names from the last one included – and there's, there's about 25 of them. But the people that I recognized were Dave Grohl, Robbie Robertson, Tom Morello, Paul Schaefer, Questlove, Little Steven Van Dant, Zant, John Landau, David Frick, and Meg Griffin. The last two were DJs. Jesus Christ, you think they'd be inducting like everybody. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, what I've read was that each member of the committee nominates two people. So then you got a pool of like 50. And then they get together a couple times and they argue about it. And they all make their claim and they go around and around. And then that list is cut down to the nominees Mm -hmm. that that we have now. Then the ballots go out to music, artists, journalists, and historians, which is why the hell are we on that list? Sure. Um, Give us time. And then there's the fan vote. And the fan vote, as I read into this, is a total crock of shit. You can vote like – at least five times a day. Yeah. I already voted like the first day, like five times. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I keep on keep on meaning to vote every day. But and, and how that's tallied is the fans they the top they they tally them all up and they take the top five fan votes, and then those five become one ballot for the fans. So really, if the the pool of voters is six hundred people, the fans make six hundred and one voters. That's great. So, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's just the top five. So if you're number one or number five, it doesn't matter. Well, I, already th- I always thought that was irrelevant. Like it just made people want to do – like um, in one of the shows, I think the the Motley Crue episode, we talked about how Ryan and myself went to the Hall of Fame. And you can go vote there and everything like that. It's more of a gimmick than yeah. anything yeah. else. So it has it's, no- it's cool. It yeah, has, no, no. It feels like you're part of it. You know, it's yeah, it's you know, exactly like you have a say, is. like you have a vote. You know, yeah, like he said, it's a gimmick. You know, but it, but it doesn't mean anything. Well, don't you think that the the board should be listening to the people? You know, but if I think that was the case, there've been like a lot of bands in there already. I think I think there's a lot of snobs like me in there. I get. I don't you know, know that are. But there's a lot of like hardcore rock and roll fans out there. I'm one of them. I'm you one know? of them too. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I know. They you should are. put me yeah. on. They should put me on the on that list, man. There's always a rumor that if like Rolling Stone didn't like you or Jan Wenner didn't like you, like yeah. you had no shot. Well, that was the thing. Like like Bon Jovi got in like two or three years ago, and um, John Bon Jovi really called him out hardcore. You know, and he said he was writing a speech. Am I going to write the "fuck you" speech or am I going to write the "we're just happy to be here" speech? And we're lucky to be here. So he went with "we're lucky to be here," but he even questioned himself. Well, you know, all the albums that we sold, this and that, and rightfully so, they do belong in there. 
But that that was kind of absurd. You know, that was, was the beginning. It of, was up to one guy. Yeah, and that's kind yeah. of that's when I started questioning the whole thing. Yeah. Like th- through the years, Get, you know, this dude one with just one guy was keeping them out of the hall. Game. Yeah, and imagine who else he kept out of there. And the criteria, I'm, I'm actually, if you hear some paper shuffling, it's because I'm looking back at my notes from the first episode we did on Motley Kruger and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They never have actually come out and flat out said. These are the things that we look for. They said the only thing is it has to be 25 years after your first record came out. And then it has to be about the influence and the significance of your contribution to the development and perpetuation of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I guess in the, in the past, if you wrote a letter to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, why, hey, why isn't so-and-so in? You'd get like a form letter back and it would say stuff like, hey, man, like record sales don't matter and popularity and all this stuff. From what I've read is this new dude is he said like well you got to consider album sales man because that's part of the that's popularity of, of music. Yeah. There's a lot of popular sales music that really sucks out there. Before we know it Britney Spears is going to be oh, in the rock be and roll there. fame. She'll be in her. Like one discussion like okay well if you look at like the top selling song of all time is Hometown Road and that's the most listened songs off of Spotify and this that. So what does that have to say if they're like no and it should be to what what is listened to. But you have to look at a band that stands the test of time. And that's has what it's a, all about. But I Longevity. feel like they're, they're ignoring that. And with some of the people nominated this year, I think they're still holding on to that old idea. So I'm not completely sold on the new guy taking over. So All right. So so maybe we, we haven't even mentioned who the nominees are yet. So we didn't get that maybe, far yet. Maybe we should. We already start trashing it. <laughs> no. You know, we definitely got to go. Are we going to just go down the list one by one? Or, or Yeah, sure. well, maybe. Why don't we just run off the list and then we can start talking about them a little bit? Sounds great. All right, cool. So here's the list in alphabetical order. Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Devo, The Foo Fighters, The Go-Go's, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carole King, Fila Kuti, LL Cool J, The New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dionne Warwick. It's a, you know, it's a very spread out list. It's definitely diverse. Yeah. Very diverse. Uh, but with this new guy, that's what he wants to do. I think he's doing a good job. Well, just because it's so diverse doesn't necessarily mean like that Dionne Warwick's going to get it. She had a lot of hits from what I understand. I never yeah. heard any of them. I know that Elton you John You were born song. in 1976. She hasn't had a hit since <laughs> 1975, brother. All right. So who do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about the Go-Go's. All right. Awesome. The Go-Go's formed in 1978. Belinda Carlisle met James Wickman through the hardcore scene. Yeah, like they were like really into Black Flag. Actually, Belinda Carlisle tried out for Black Flag. Really? Yeah, like she tried out. Maybe she was in a gig before. It was way before Henry was in the yeah. band. Yeah, you know. But they were in the hardcore music, so they formed this band, and they didn't know how to play their instruments. Sounds like a punk band to me. She, Dude, you know, she was Dude. very briefly in the Germs that we talked about in the yeah, punk rock. I, I yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. They had a documentary on, and I did watch that. I don't remember too much about it because it was. But um, I, I do remember that. I who doesn't love the germs? Who hey, if you like Pat Schmier, you better hey, love man, the germs. Yeah. They were gonna, yeah, no, no, yeah, no doubt. But dude, the Go Go's are a punk. They wanted to be a girl punk band. They wanted to do what they want to do. They came out poppy, and Belinda Carla eventually became a pop artist herself. I, you know, they I, were, I agree. Like, you know, they. I think eventually they do belong in there, dude. In 1981, Beauty and the Beat was the best debut album. Ever selling sold over two million copies that year. They're an all-female band 
who wrote their own songs and they played their own instruments. They were like the first one. Yeah. So they were like really groundbreaking in that. Those girls really did pay their dues though. They played a lot of shit shows. They lived in a van. Yeah. yeah. They were all junkies. Yeah, they, yeah, they were. Li- yeah, they lived that punk that punk life. They yeah. were like, lifestyle. They were like the girl version of Motley Crue. Sure. Did you guys yeah. watch that? There's a documentary about them that just came out last year on yeah. Showtime. Did yeah, I watched it? It. yeah, I watched I it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't either. The one thing like shows how blown out they were like later on in their career where they start getting popular. Belinda Carlisle got kicked out of Ozzy Osbourne's like uh, dressing room. And they're like, how do you do that? That's how much of a train yeah. wreck like, she was. Dude, you know? she was doing 300 hours worth of coke in the 80s. And Matt, put the math now, how much that is now. Yeah. yeah. Like, she has, like, no cartilage in her nose. Yeah. Her and Stevie Nicks partied together way too much in the 80s. But, you know, it's just like, well, you just ride that, that roller coaster. Like, how long is this going to last? You know, yeah. she didn't expect it to go on that long, you know. But, you know, with that band, they had a lot of, like, uh, changing members at that point, you know. And they had, they wind up with really what the band is now. It's the iconic band now. Is a great band. Yeah. They're a great band. Yeah, there was like some lawsuits, people getting kicked out, and just all that. That yeah, that rock There's a lot and of roll drama. Fighting. There's yeah. a lot of drama. Yeah, you know. And everybody kind of knows the songs. You know, like we got the beat and stuff. Our lips are sealed. Some of their other stuff, man. It it's like their really early stuff. It's just got a punk vibe to it. Sure. Why don't you play something? Play we got the beat. That's right. really punk rock. Yeah. Everything about Belinda Carlisle in the 80s were so awesome. She had that cute, chunky face. Yeah. You know, she was doing that, that 80s dance all the time. And she was setting trends yeah. more with, with their fashion, you know? And I think at that time, they might have been even more popular than Madonna at that time. Like that, like a virgin. They sold more albums than she did. Yeah. Like they're definitely, I love that bass line. I love that song. Yeah. You know? that, I mean, you hear that, the, the rhythm of that. Yeah. And it's like a punk rock Dude, backbeat to it. They didn't even know how to play their instruments and they made that song. Yeah. Another, once again, we'll talk about passion. How I'll take passion over art any sure. day. Sure. Yeah. Just, Those makes a great song. They're absolutely you know? just groundbreaking and they paved the way. I mean, you think of any other all-female rock and roll band that's happened in the last 40 years definitely inspired the, by the them. go-go's were Absolutely. the first ones to do yeah, it man they really had a rough paper route that, sure. that group i mean by the second album they were full blown out junkies yeah and yeah. that's when vacation came out which yeah. was the biggest biggest hit they had there was i was looking at something that making of the video they had to prop them up that looked like they were water skiing and they were all just all blasted out of their mind on whatever they were on. But I think that's hilarious, though. You go back and watch that video. They look like, you know, these water princesses and everything like that. And behind the scenes, they're just dirty rock and rollers, you know, living, yeah, living yeah, that lifestyle. You know, it's hilarious to me. They were definitely trendsetters. I think they really started trending a new wave. Like, you know how we talked about, like, Blondie was new wave. Um, the Talking Heads was new wave. You know, the Go-Go's were the 80s new waves thrive you know but it was also like that 80s like let's have a good time kind of thing dude they were mtv stars absolutely but they, mtv had a huge part of their career you know they 
play their songs like nonstop. You know, they became like the the icons. Like they were, you know, uh, the dancing. You know, the Molly Ringwald dance is, is from Belinda Carlisle. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's it's just it was super cool. You know, they're just very big influence on a lot of you know girl groups, even dude groups. Yep. You know, I mean, Doug, we played with we got the beat yeah. with the band. Yeah. I mean, it's I, a punk rock yeah, song. Yeah, I brought that. I brought that. To I the love band. the song yeah. "Vacation." Yeah, I really do like that song a lot. The "Vacation." What a great song! Jane Weldon was a huge part of that band. She was a guitar player. I um, think she was the only person that could actually play her instrument in that she band. She learned to play the the guitar as the band was forming. Really? Yeah, the, dude. None of them knew how to play oh, their instruments. She was um. She was a bass player. That's right. And then she's right. like, "Yeah, I can learn a guitar. It's only yeah. it's got two more strings. Yeah, what yeah. the hell? Yeah, I'll yeah. give it a shot." Yeah, I did see an interview with her, and she was saying that. But no, I think she's definitely uh, a big part of the creative uh, Jane, process. Jane was a great songwriter. But then she left the band and the band collapsed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it did. They they really went downhill and they went. They were gone for a good 10, 15 years. And they they got back together to, to do that reunion you know, gimmick thing. Yeah. They, they have some tour dates booked for 2021, like out West. I'd go see them. Second half of the, of the summer. Yeah. I, I would go do, see them. I hope that happens for them. Yeah. I would definitely go see them. Yeah, I would too. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun show. I'll go see Belinda Carlisle. Sure. I, I see. A, I saw her in Playboy. <laughs> that was one of the best Playboys ever. I don't remember that. I don't, do you still have it? You had it. Did I? You had the subscription. Not anymore. You don't. Not anymore. Stole it. <laughs> but, uh, the Go Go's, I think, eventually they they're need a great band. Eventually, they need to get in there. They're a great punk rock band. They're a great girl band. You know, they want to make the rock and roll fame more girl friendly. Put the Go Go's in. Yeah. Who knows? They might get in this year because of that. But I would hate for the politics to get in the way for the music. You know, get in the way of the music speaking for itself rather than like, oh, well, we one need needs, more of this. One now let other... the music speak for it. And their music does speak for them. They get yeah, in there. I, I think there's a couple artists on this list, the nominees, I don't think deserve it. No. The Go-Go's Man, look at that. I think no, they absolutely do. Yeah. They're awesome band. You're just going to have to tune in and hang in with us and see if we vote to put them in or and not. We got the beat. Who's the next? H to the his O. He to the his A. The greatest of all time? Hova. Jay-Z. Mr. Beyonce. No, he's by him. He's, he's I know, all. I I Dude, he is down with the Illuminati. Yeah. He, is, <laughs> he does that pyramid thing everywhere he goes. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. That guy worked hard. He he's is brilliant. a genius. He's brilliant. Like, you know, he did do a song with Kanye and everything like that. But Jay Z is the greatest of all time, hands down. Like, better than MC Hammer? Better than uh, another guy on this list. I'll get. I'll, We'll get in that later. Yeah. There's a couple. There's two sides of him, right? There's the musician, and then there's like the business mogul, mm-hmm. and the dude just a he's just a freaking bil- dude, brilliant. But that's player. what I see him as now, a businessman. Sure. Yeah, and he's not an yeah. artist anymore. Yeah, he has been an artist in like 20 years or something like that. But I did get a chance to see Jay Z. I went to that Pearl Jam show. The uh, what's that show he puts on in Philly every year? The America. Oh the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Budweiser sponsored America. Uh, made in America. I yeah. saw Pearl Jam. Budweiser. And um, he played the night before, so he came out and he played with Pearl Jam. And I'm like, well, I seen Jay Z. It was great. It was fantastic. One of the greatest Jay Z things I've ever seen is when he came out and he played with Fish. I know. Yeah. And he played yeah. Big Pimpin'. Yeah, yeah. And the whole and they're playing in Brooklyn. So he comes out and all the fish fans are going crazy and he says, oh, you motherfuckers thought you could hide this from me, didn't you? Yeah. And, like, and then right, right away, then, you know, actually, dude, put Big Pimpin' on right now. That's my song. 
don't fucking need them. Take them out the hood, keep them looking good, but I don't fucking feed them. First time they fuss, I'm breathing. Talk about what's the reason? I'm a pimpin' every sense of the word, bitch. Better trust and believe them. In the cut where I keep them, till I need a nut, till I need to be the gust in it. Beep, beep, and I'm picking them up. Let them play with the dick in the truck. Everybody can relate to it. Everybody can. <laughs> we're all sitting here bopping our heads. But I remember what, like, even like when Hard Knocks Life came out and I saw it on MTV for the first time and I just heard, you know, the Annie song, like, it's a Hard Knocks Life for us. And I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah, I didn't know dude, anything about the guy. He is a brilliant lyricist. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's one of the best of all time. And, but let's, let's, let's talk about him going into the Rock and Roll of Fame. Okay. You know what I heard right just then was thinking about the Me Too movement. Like, listen what we just listened to and what he's singing about. And we talk about the Me Too movement. Maybe that happens to the Motley Crue, why they're not going to Rock and Roll Fame, or maybe some of the other bands also at the same time. But yo, Jay, look at what we just listened to, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's like apples and oranges. Um, Jay-Z never got in the trouble that Motley Crue got into, you know. No, he just got the shit beat out by Beyonce's sister. <laughs> yeah, in the elevator. Because <laughs> he's big pimping, man. But that's he all caught. That, you know? But all that, the Me Too stuff and the politics and everything, like the fact that there's so few women in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and there's only one woman who's been in twice, like all that might factor into how the votes go, right? I, yeah, you know, it's like yeah, as much yeah. as you want to take it out, yeah. it, it is the times and the landscape and all that other but shit stuff. You regardless know, of all that, Jay-Z definitely deserves to belong there. Like, listen to the Blueprint. Listen to that whole album. Yeah. It's it's or, unreal. The Black Album. Yeah. What happened, what he did was brilliant. He took the Black Album and he just put the vocal tracks on it. So he, a DJ could do whatever he want with it. And that's when the white tapes were made. Right. I don't by DJ Danger Mouse. Yeah, I remember that. And and they mixed the white album with the Beatles with the Jay Z's right. black album. And the, they made the gray album. And if you're yeah. out there, it's all over YouTube. Check it out. It's one of the greatest mixes. Did they ever press it? No, 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 they never. It was like it. a bootleg. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, and everybody's heard of it. Yeah, you know? ninety nine problems is as a revolution. Yeah, it's. I've it's heard it. Fucking I've heard awesome. it. I just didn't. I couldn't remember if they actually also, printed it or not. Also, Lincoln Park played with it too. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. I, I, oh, uh, dude, Lincoln Park. You know, one, I never liked that. One I, thing, I, yeah. And I think that's one thing about Jay Z is he'll work with anybody. He samples from all over the place. He's got a lot, definitely, definitely a lot of influences. Uh, what's the one song that we had on there that on the playlist? Otis. Did you hear? Did you listen I to listened that? to it. Yeah, play a little bit of that. No, play it. And I, I put it on here because I wanted to hear what you guys. I loved it. Okay, it's so great. It's it, Kanye. It's Kanye's. It's on the it, yeah. al- He did an album with Kanye. Yeah. Oh, I already don't like it. No, you're gonna like this. You're gonna love it. You know what? Right off the bat, he took one of the best parts of vocal music ever and laid it down on a track. That I got you, nah, nah, nah. Unbelievable. Did you like it? First time listening to it? Yeah. Yes, I really did. I wonder if that was more of Kanye 
idea than Jay Z because Kanye know. had that I seems like know. a Kanye kind of thing. I, I really struggled with that, man. I heard it this week and I was like, I just can't help but think Kanye's a fucking nitwit. He plays <laughs> yeah. it down, man. Like, my, my, he, first, my first thought with that was like, man, you're taking Otis. You're making, you're making Otis writing a, a sample, man. And I'm Holy like, shit. And that means like, he can go over anything. That was yeah, one of my favorite just, things ever was that try a little tenderness and rate that part. Um, it's the most it, passionate part of music yeah, ever, like ever. ever. That, and Jay-Z always probably recognized that and said, yo, I'm going to make a beat out of that. Yeah, yeah, man. If you want to get He's, blown away yeah. by some soul music, you go look at a live version. I think it's the Monterey Pop Festival of Otis Redding doing that song. Just man. get it, Otis Redding's greatest hits. It just blows yeah. you away. But, but like, you know, that's why Jay-Z is a genius. He sees things and probably put that in the, in the vault for years and years and years in his head. He's like, one day I'm going to do this. He's, I can afford to do it one day. He's know? the first uh, hip-hop artist to be a billionaire. He's sure. the first rapper in the Songwriter Hall of Fame. He's got more Grammys than any other hip-hop artist. He's got 22. He's got the most number one albums of any solo artist in history. He's one of the wealthiest Americans, period. And to me, I'm like, if Tupac and Biggie are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he goes into. I was just going to ask you guys that. We'll, we'll leave Pac out of it because Pac's of freaking nature and he's his own thing. But do you think he's better than Biggie, Jay-Z? I think they're two different eras. I, I, I do, but I think, you know, we all grew up in the same, you know, 10 years or whatever it was between them. I definitely have to say I Dude, like Jay-Z more I, than I like Biggie. Dude, but they and got Biggie. way better rappers in the Rock and Roll of Fame than them, too. You got Grandmaster Flash in there mm-hmm. in the Furious Five. You got Run DMC. You got Public Enemy, NWA. You know, I they're they're better I, rappers than just I. You know, no, no, no. I I agree with you. Then but just all that yeah. whole list that you just said. The only one that will make me think is NWA because those guys. I mean, Tupac were, and Biggie are in there no, also. No, no yeah. I understand that, but like we're going to leave. Like I said, I'm going to leave Tupac out of this. Yeah, but I think that he's better than Biggie. But this is the the rock and roll hall. Of but thing. it doesn't matter, man. Like it deserves to be you. in there. It's it, their list. I didn't come up I, with yeah. it. No, I'm, I'm with you. But like you know, well, people say like it's the rock and roll hall fame. Ah, that you can go out the window with that. Like this is just Dude, influential. You know what? They want to do something for for hip hop. Put fucking a tribe called Questin. Sure, absolutely. They yeah. are the greatest no. hip hop band ever. They're better than that. the Roots. Damn. Better than the Roots. Better than the Roots. Damn. If it wasn't for them, there would be no Roots. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but damn. But Jay Z, I really uh, like the guy. I, I, you know, missed his first time around. He's getting in. We'll see. We'll see what the happens. Illuminati's going to put him in. He is he is definitely down with the Illuminati. He doesn't need the Illuminati though. He's he's a great artist. He's a great poet. Who's next? Who else are we going to talk about next? We got the New York Dolls. Yes, they belong to they belong in. Yes, we talked about this very yeah. very a whole we, lot. We Absolutely. told their we told their yeah. whole story I'm in the punk rock in. episode. I am too, man. They were the ones that I was like, really? They're not in this yet. You know, if you don't know about the New York Dolls, the New York Dolls is a one of the one of the original punk rock bands. They were before the Ramones. They were before Iggy Pop. They inspired a whole genre to turn into punk rock new wave music. Sure. They dressed up in total glam to the point where they looked like transvestites. Um, they put out a rockin' album. David Johansson's an awesome lead singer. Johnny Thunders is an amazing songwriter and a fucking great guitar player. Um, Sullivan Sullivan, he just passed away a few weeks mm. ago. He was a great rhythm guy. You know, just the band, the songs, they, I think they should be in there. They're an important part of 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 what 
punk rock was that turned into Nirvana. You wouldn't have the Go Go's without them, without the Dolls, probably. And and if you start taking again, if you consider the politics and the landscape of the world, the fact that one David Johansson's the only one still alive, yes, right, right, yes. they're all they're, yes. all they're all deceased, so mm-hmm. they're at the end of their existence. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to put it, and. The fact that they did cross dress and that's such a big part of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah like transgender. All, yeah, yeah, all that, all that stuff, man. That's like that can influence how people vote for I, things. Totally, but I think musically they should go with. I'm like again, they should have been in years ago. They're another band that was filled with passion, and they had more passion than talent, and they made one of the greatest rock and roll albums around, dude. They're, I I think that they're one of the greatest bands that have just kind of been largely overlooked sure like yeah. you just don't hear them when in just discussions about music anymore if, unless you're like into yeah. music uh we got to play something by them i think yeah we, rock we, it out man did we play personality crisis we played last that time? last time play okay. something else all right this is uh we're all in love this is off their last album which is a, it's a little older okay a little newer but I can hear him singing hot, hot, hot. Yeah. It's yeah. a newer, it's a newer, that's a newer song by them, but it's still banging. Yeah. It's great. It's great arrangement. Um, I just, you know, we, yeah, we, we talked about these guys. Yeah. But Dexter they're great. Dexter. What else can we really say? You know, yeah. they're a great band. They're, they, they create a whole culture, you know, you know, a lot of bands followed in their footsteps from Kiss to Slipknot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You, yeah. You want to know more about the New York Dolls? Go back and listen to the episode we did on the history of punk rock music. We talked about them and the fact that their manager was wound up being the guy that started the Sex Pistols and all kinds of stuff about him. How he, uh, David Johansson, you know, some other things he's done in his career and all that kind of good stuff. They're definitely iconic, and you know, I'm again, I'm amazed they're not in there yet. Again, that what our Mohawks and Safety Pins uh, episode is awesome. You should definitely check it out. Everything we do is awesome. Everything we do is awesome. I think the next artist we're going to talk about is not awesome. Oh, but she's Bush. <laughs> Kate Bush. So Man, okay, so I, Kate Bush. I can honestly say. I have no idea who I this person is. I have no idea. No. Kate, Kate Bush is – without Kate Bush, you don't have artists like Bjork and Tori Amos. It's her fault. All that. that <laughs> like she's, she's really, really artsy. Um, she was the first female artist to have a number one hit in the UK with a song that she wrote. And she was the first solo female artist in the UK to have a number one record. And she was the first female in the UK to have an album debut at number one. Uh, David Gilmore actually produced her demo. Yeah, right on. So um, she's also she's been knighted by uh, really, which, which means she's a she's a dame, not a you know she's not a sir. Oh, right, right. Um, she sang you know that song "Don't Give Up" by Peter Gabriel. Yeah. yeah, she's she's the female voice in the background of that. Put her in the no, Hall of Fame just for that. Yeah, put her in for just for that alone. She should go in the Hall of Fame. Her voice is fucking terrible <laughs> i i don't know like dude, she sounds good I, on that song though i can't stand her voice 
I can honestly say I I, I know nothing about her. I, I did no. no research about her. I just know she sucks. Yeah, she, she used to she put does. on these really elaborate like stage shows when she toured. Like she would do like thirteen costume changes, and I, I've always heard that she's kind of like um, you know Madonna's stage antics kind of come out of her. All connected. Her music stinks. But why, play is, she a so, song? But why yeah. is she so relevant, though? I don't like, know. Why, why? Because the Bjorks and the, you know, the, they yeah. all love her, dude. They, she's, she's, I the, just the, don't the, get it. You know, and we know music. We got a show about music. And I guess she got to be a girl to not I really understand well, I don't her know music. About, I don't know about all that, but it's just, I've just never heard of her. She's I, not relevant. I got exposed in the last episode for having attended Lilith Fair once. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I yeah, can't yeah, stand yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I really, I like Sarah McLaughlin. Sure. There's a lot of female. Like I'm, I'm. I like some of Tori Amos and stuff. I like Bjork. Man, I do not. I I don't understand the popularity. Like I I can't even intellectually understand why people like. Can you this play one. a song? Because yeah. I never heard anything by so, like, her. This is her song "Wuthering Heights," which was her really really big hit. How bad is it? I already fucking hate it. <laughs> She sounds like and Scrooge, the ghost of Christmas present, the woman. The Maybe girl. that's what she's going for. I don't know. Dude, she like sounds like one of the fairy princesses in Cinderella. Yeah. Well, you're just coming out like in the 70s? Yeah. The 70s were just bad. Oh my God, she smells, sounds like Smurfette. They're going to put her in the Rock and Roll of Fame. I, don't get I can think it, of man. a thousand other women artists that could go in there before her. I, I, I heard the David Gilmore part in there. So that's, it's just so strange. Dude, that's, that's why this is like Bjork and the chicks, man. They all love her. Okay. I want to ask if any of our listeners can reach out to us and tell us why you think that she's going to be nominated, why she was even nominated into this list. I just want to know. know we, you, we're not getting it. I know? just want to know. Did you, have you ever, ever heard of Kate Bush? I never heard of her, but somebody out there has had to. One of I, our listeners out there had to. She, she, I've heard of her. Totally. I, I've never heard of her, but I, I, I want somebody to explain to us why. And there's there's a lot of music I I, I think it's, that you don't I, like, but you can understand. It's like, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. She, she should tour with the Smiths. You know, like, yeah, well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, but please, somebody out you know, there you know explain I mean? it to like us. Her and Marcy together would be a great uh, tour. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, so I was going to put Kate Bush in the electric chair this week. And I'll, we've already, I think we've already heard enough of her. Mm. Let's just move on. We'll we don't need on. to, we'll we don't need to talk about her anymore. All right, boys, here we go. The number one band of all time. Who is it? The Foo Fighters. I'm surprised to hear you say that. They are. Are you being sarcastic? A little bit for column A, <laughs> a little bit for column B. Now, this is a band that I was on board the, since their the first video came, came out. out. Yeah. I remember. I bought a t-shirt and Ryan gave me a bunch of crap because I bought a t-shirt and I didn't have the album. I literally said, who gives a fuck about yeah. the drummer from the Nirvana? <laughs> but um, yeah, I was on board with this band since the first time I heard them. I just, you know, that first album, Dave Grohl. Did everything himself because you know Nirvana ended, and he just um, had to get his music out. 
And I just heard an interview on Stern, like Pat Schmier was talking about, you know, Dave Grohl doesn't really consider himself a guitar player. He say, considers himself a drummer who plays guitar. And um, even forever long, he doesn't even know what he's playing. I'm sure by now he knows what he's playing. But him and, and Pat and Kurt will be w- walked by the um, the dressing room one day. And there's Dave playing a left-handed guitar. Dave's right-handed, playing left-handed guitar. And they both walk by and just start both cracking up because he's a way better guitar player than either of those guys. That guy's just like a natural musician. He's he's another guy with passion. Yeah. Th- and that's it. You know, if anybody's going to save rock and roll, he's the guy who carries that torch. You know, I'm just getting tired of the, him being the spokesperson of rock and roll. Somebody's got to do it. There's got to be we, somebody new. Well, we need more people then. They need more action. Somebody, else, is, somebody else has said that this week too that I heard. That they're they tired the same, of him that, being yeah, the like guy? Him, yeah. Like, this, like if somebody – Needs a speech written, or rock and roll needs to speak. It's always him. But it, why? Why does it always have to be him, though? I love him. I think he's a smart dude. I love everything he's. If he wrote a book, I would read it. Sure. I just don't like his music that much. I, you know, a lot of people say that a lot of their songs sound the same. Now, let me run down some of their like it's a some of their songs. Breakout, all my life, my hero, times like these, big me, everlong, learn to fly, walk, the pretender, doa, monkey wrench. This is the call. Best of you walking after you these days, and I'll stick around. Dude, I just gave you a whole bunch of songs no. that were huge songs. Best of you is a fucking great song. Yeah. I've, I've never bought a Foo Fighters album. I knew every one of those songs. Exactly. Yeah. You mentioned. They're, but, they're, they're just a great band. Now, we talked about like super groups. This group is a super group. Yeah, two of them in the Hall of Fame already. Pashmere and Dave Grohl. So you have Dave Grohl, obviously in Nirvana. You have Nate Mendel, who is in Sunny Day Real Estate. You have Pashmere, who was in The Germs, and Nirvana. You have Tara Hawkins, who played with Alanis Morissette, and she was heartbroken when he left the band. And he actually was asked to do an unfinished Dennis Wilson song called Holy Man, which is actually really good if you ever have a chance to listen to it. But then you have Chris Sherlett. He's from Me First in the Gimme Gimmies, and Rami Jeffy, and he's the keyboard player from The Wallflowers. Oh, it's a rat. So every one of them has... Some experience some, yeah. with some other band yeah. that we've heard of. But I said years and years and years that Dave Grohl is going to be our generation of Eric Clapton. Like Dave, you know, he is like he is a spokesman for rock and roll. Like he says things that are wrong, like it's losing its history. Like he made a, a documentary a few years ago, ago called Sound City. And, you know, a lot of albums, a lot of artists have recorded there. Let me go down. Like Johnny Cash, Neil Young, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Guns N' Roses, Nirvana. Recorded never mind there. Uh, the Chili Peppers, Rage Against the Machine's first album was recorded live there. Fear was recorded Fear there. Fear was recorded there. Yes. Cheap Trick was there. Nine Inch Nails recorded there. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac and Metallica. But, you know, he's going to like save, like make sure he, he's like a historian. Yeah. You know, he he's going to make sure that it doesn't be forgotten. He bought the console mm-hmm. that, was, it, that was made for. That company alone. So there's only three of them made. Yeah, he had to take it apart piece by piece and carry it out to his house. And now he owns this huge mixing board that only he can use. But at the same time, he records his albums now that are recorded reel to reel, which is awesome. Which is awesome. It's way more expensive to do it, but he loves the art form. He loves the way it sounds. Nothing sounds better than tape, tape, than magnetic tape. You know, and like, 
good for him he can afford it. You know, I remember he bought it and people were like, he's like, oh, only he gets to use it. I'm sure other people got to use it. He does a lot of other projects. You know, Dave Grohl is a cool guy. I, you know, everything he does, he's a normal guy. But, you know, I just feel like his music, it's, it's, it's all a formula. To me, that just gets old over and over. Now we're talking 20-something years And I don't really of it. necessarily disagree with you. Their last album, I'm really not – I listen to it. It's not my favorite thing. But, hey, man, you can't hit a home run all the time. But I feel like that they are the last American rock and roll band, and he is the last great American rock and roll star. That's like their last album. You know, they were like, we're going to go out there and have the number one album. We're going to go out there and have this and that. So they can say the number one album in America is a rock and roll album. You know, they they do carry that torch. Um, and like, I've seen them a lot. I've, I got to be honest. I've seen them a lot. So the last time I saw them, our boy Social Distortion opened up for them. And... He gets out in this ego ramp. It's a three-hour show. You know, he's done. So I guess there's like three songs left. So he gets on the little island in the middle of the arena, and he starts singing Blackbird. So he's belting out. He gets away halfway through the chorus, and he stops. He's like, guys, I can't do this. Everybody starts laughing. He's like, but when I come back, I'll play it. So he came back the next time, opened up with Blackbird. Hmm. Like he has a good memory, like yeah. you know, like that's special. But, you know, but that's my other problem with Foo Fighters. I feel like they're becoming this cover band. Well, with this cover band, with this humor on top of it, letting little kids up on the stage all the time, letting them play guitar. I'm going to see the fucking Foo Fighters. I don't want to see Taylor Hawkins singing Queen songs. Well, they do say that they're the. They were just on Stern. They do say they're the greatest cover band of all time. Them and Pearl Jam. Yeah, but I feel like okay, but I think the Foo Fighters are a better cover band. Like some of the covers that they did, they did Wings Band on a Run, they did ACDC. They they recorded all these. They did ACDC Let There Be Rock. They did Darling Nicky by Prince and Prince hated it. Even I love he, it. Oh, I love it. Prince hated it. He hated it and that's why he did Best of You on the Super Bowl to kind of be like right back at you, but not so much. They they did Pink Floyd have a cigar and Taylor Hawkins sings it. I don't know if anybody's ever really heard it. I heard it. Have you it's, ever heard of Bruce? No. It's fantastic. It was off the X-Files movie from like the 90s. It's great. And they just recently covered a couple of weeks ago, the Bee Gees, You Should Be Dancing, which is great. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, uh, not, on, it's not on I'm Spotify or anything like that. It's great. No. You're, how can you not? I love that song. Yeah, but you like you just said you don't like uh, like the funny and this and that. You know, I, 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 I but they've been, that's part of their gimmick. They've been doing that since the day one with the Mentos. But what's wrong? Yeah. Okay. You but know, what's wrong with having just, like, fun? They are having fun. It was the complete opposite of what Nirvana was doing. Sure. Dave Grohl was having fun. He's still having fun. He's yeah. definitely carrying the flag. I'm just saying I'm tired of his opinion. I'm not. Uh, with the quarantine happening and everything like that, there was like really two letters written out that I really, really enjoyed. It was his and Jerry Seinfeld's. If you have a chance to read either one of them, it, we will get back to rocking and rolling. You know, we will be back to go seeing plays, you know, like, and they'll be the first guys running out there with the flag. They were actually asked to play the Super Bowl this year because they wanted a rock and roll band. And Dave Grohl's like, okay. And they're like, well, it's in front of like in an arena. Okay, this is another day. Did, you know. did they play the Super Bowl? No, they never played the Super Bowl. They're oh. like, We're waiting for the phone call, and we never no. get it. Yeah, they had the the weekend. Was the, yeah, the guy. May, I don't think maybe it wasn't this year. It was a year before, but they got asked to do 
be the backup band for Mick Jagger for Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you've ever seen the Mick Jagger's like, who the hell are the Foo Fighters? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. But like, go out. Like, they, I'm Sir Mick Jagger. They're, <laughs> they're playing in Rockefeller Center where the ice skating ring and everything like that. And Mick Jagger's being Mick. And there's so much energy. They do bitch. Oh, yeah. You'll love it. You would love it. I'll check it out. But, um, do food, dude, I just think the Foo Fighters are. Um, Why don't we play a song special? by them? Yeah. Play right. something. Let's rock out. This is a walk. It's it's a great song. I like the best of you. That's my yeah, favorite one. That's a big song. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, one time, the Foo Fighters were playing in New Zealand. They inspired an audience of fifty thousand people to dance so hard that it registered on the seismic activity by volcanic watchdog site GeoNet. Two separate monitoring stations picked up the ground shaking three times per second, which is registered as a steady rhythmic motion, about the same level as a volcanic tremor. That's, that's awesome. A, if you can, if you can, like. Rock that hard. No, if you can get a crowd to get into it that much to actually shake the earth, rock. Actually, you belong rock. in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame. You belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I have, you know, I, I have no problem with them being Rock and Roll of Fame. I just think, you know, um, you shouldn't be able to go in right away. There should be a leeway. Okay, twenty five years in, twenty five your first album, you're you're in. I think for. For class wise, they should be like you know we should wait it out a little bit. You should let Motorhead in before you let us in. Well, if Dave was on that on that ballot, you know, like last year, or whatever. Wasn't Motorhead name nominated last year? Yeah. And I was like, oh, Motorhead's going on. Dave's on the board, you know. But they didn't get in. I can only think of like one other band to get in there the twenty five years, and that was Pearl Jam. Metallica didn't get in there twenty five years, bang, and they're in. Yes, they did. Did they? Oh yeah. Okay, the Metallica and Pearl Jam, the only two Metallica, bands. Metallica, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. And Nirvana. Radiohead. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them. It's just, I don't think they should be able to get in right away. I think they should be a leeway. There's so many other bands that should go in the Rock and Roll fame for them. I have, later on, I have a list of bands that should just be nominated. Maybe not even to be in the Rock and Roll fame. Just nominate these newer bands that are in our generation. Well, you know, I agree. And I bet you when... Dave would be the first guy to get up there. Like, listen, we were happy to be here, but there's so many other bands. Like, Mo- how's Motorhead not in here? How's so and so? He probably saying the I, same I, thing. He probably said, that, you know, I can't remember his real speech from you know their Nirvana induction, but I'm pretty sure he said that. You, you know? know, I didn't watch the Nirvana thing, but I did watch Lemmy Service mm. the other day, yeah. and man, Dave Grohl gave his eulogy. <laughs> yeah, he gave yeah. a great eulogy. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, I just, I just think that he's a he's a he can he's carry a, my flag. Like forward after all this quarantine and this and that, and if rock and roll is going to come back, he's going to be the guy leading us all in with the leading us all in. So, I really like the guy. Yeah, I really do. Not? I just not a huge fan of his music. So do you, I think he should have a rock and roll of fame? Maybe. If so you said the the guy like who got in their first um, first mm. year of eligibility, yeah. And I, as we're talking, I've just looked it up, and there's a list. There's probably a list of thirty people. Oh, really? I could run off. The, here's the last ten: Notorious B.I.G. Tupac, Pearl Jam, Green Day, Nirvana, Public Enemy, 
Guns N' Roses, Run DMC, Madonna, and our favorite, R.E.M. R.E.M.'s in there? Yeah. I just think that you should have a little more time before you're put in right away. Okay. But that's that's just what I think. But they just accomplished so much in those 25 years. Like, you know, we ran through the whole list of songs, just 19 songs, just a popular and Bruce said he's never bought an album but he knows every single one of those songs I guarantee you go to a Foo Fighters show you know every single song and some of the covers <laughs> I guarantee you the Foo Fighters come on in my car radio I change the channel I don't doubt that and I can't say I necessarily don't do the same thing myself you know it's like this song again yeah yeah how many times can you hear a song but no they get my vote and I just think they're the best thing that's going to be part of rock and roll and they're going to be a big part of the future of rock. Well, I hope he went and he grabs a kid up on stage. No. It influences that kid to write some hardcore good music for keep on going. You know, Dave Grohl talked about that, bringing people up on stage. He's like, sometimes it turns out good, and sometimes it's a train yeah. wreck. But and like, he's like, you know what? And if it's a train wreck, we all have a good laugh about it, but it's all for the sake of rock and roll. But I'm not paying $120 <laughs> to go see well, you Foo been, Fighters. You wouldn't, pay, you wouldn't pay $120. I've never been to a Foo Fighters show with you, and I've been to a lot of them. I saw the I saw the Foo Fighters open up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Yeah, we were. I was at that show. That's how long ago. And I said, I'm good. Really? Yeah, but you never liked them since day one. Yeah, I was like, I'm <laughs> good. He's like walking through the crowd. He walked He's high five yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. But every time I, I gotta admit though, every time I see the Foo Fighters, I get real when he gets into the crowd. I've always been really close to him. Like he'd walk right by me. Like, oh, dude, I love the guy. Yeah. I, I love the dude. I think he's awesome. You just think he gets too much attention and too much. I think, I think there's other opinions out there about rock and roll, and they just use him. They should I, I, ask I Tom Morello more things. Yeah, but he's not as as relevant as Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's like the household uh, name. Yeah, but that's another thing. He's like, commercial. Yeah. They sell their, their t-shirts at Walmart. They're, hey. They're, they're like everywhere. These, yeah. You, like, they sell Rolling Stone shirts in Walmart, man. Yeah. And Pink Floyd shirts. But at the same time, hey, somebody's got to do it. I'd rather be him than anybody because he is a real human being. He's a real rocker. He's a real human being more than anything else. You know? But anyway- um, the foos, the foos. Yep, gotta love them. Gotta hate them. I love, I the love them. You can't deny the talent. I love them some days. I love them other days. Some days I just hate them. Sure. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, the fifth one on the list. Number six. Can you even pronounce this guy's name? Fila Kuti. I have never even heard of this guy before. I, I have also never heard of him. But some of the music that we. Uh, that Bruce played for us before we started this No, show. he turned me on to it earlier this yeah. week. And uh, I was like, you know, in the jazz world, they have the term, this guy's a motherfucker. Sure. Yeah. And this guy is a motherfucker. Before we started listening to it, Ryan was like, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. And then we you played it and I automatically loved it. I can't wait to listen more of it. Yeah. So we didn't no, – neither – none of the three of us knew who he was and we have a show about music, yeah. you Dude, know? Just play Zombie. Just right off the bat, we're going we're gonna to show you the sound of this guy.
dude, I don't know anything about that guy. I can't pronounce his name, but he can play. Yeah, man, that music is, uh, he calls it Afrobeat, and he said it's a combination of like funk, jazz, salsa, calypso, and traditional Nigerian music. He's a, he's a Nigerian musician who I didn't know who he was either. So I just went digging around online and I found an interview with Bootsy Collins defending why he needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he called him the African James Brown. And he said that Bootsy Collins saw him play and then tried to incorporate some of that in his bass music when he was playing with Par- uh, wow. Parliament Funkadelic. Wow. And he said that Bootsy, uh, this guy would be jumping off the stage and running around, like very Springsteen sounding, like crazy running all over mm, the just place. Just hearing him play the horn, the energy, the passion that the dude has. Yeah. And they said he was like a real big um, – like political activist in, in yeah. Nigeria. Sounds like Nigeria in the seventies was not a really nice place to live. A lot of his music questioned the Nigerian government, was critical of it, and he was arrested over two hundred times wow. for all this music. He's I, very, very political. That like in that probably somebody just didn't put a bullet in his head, you know, mm. honestly. Wow, that's amazing. To to believe in something that much. I can't wait to find out more about him. You know, I don't have an opinion. I hope he gets in the rock and roll fame. I, I said I think we were talking earlier, and he has most votes from the fans. So the fans are voting him in. So he's going to be the guy that gets in this year, and everybody's like, who the fuck's this guy? Sure. I'd rather be this guy, though. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm I'd with rather you with that. be him. Hey, I'm going to listen to more of it. I can't yeah. wait to listen to more of it. And I'm going to be like, man, I can't believe I've never heard of this guy. I wonder if people, the fan vote, if it's just like, ha, 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 who is this obscure guy and they're voting for him? Because I was like, man, his that, that music is really good. Yeah, I've been listening it, to it for a couple unreal. days. There's been other obscure votes in. Like, I've seen that happen. If you're in the jam band music, if you're in the fish, if you're into the dead, you could just slide right into this guy's groove. Watch yeah. people are like listen and be like, you guys really don't know about Fila? But it's yeah, you're right, you right. Know, <laughs> yeah, you know. right. You uncultured idiots. Yeah, you guys are I not social you guys lights. <laughs> you guys are not social lights. Yeah, man. His the stuff was it was really banging. It's just a ton of energy coming through it. It's just nonstop. When I was looking at some of his songs, were like over an hour long, and it just yeah. just punches you in the face with all that yeah. energy. Really cool stuff. And it was it was really neat to kind of dive in and, and discover something new. Through yeah, this. I'm excited to listen to more of it. Yeah. yeah. When you when we were like, all right, let me sit down and listen to this, and I text you guys, I'm like, this guy is really good. <laughs> it's really, really happening. Him and his family were also, in addition to all the arrests he had, him and his um, – the government would show up and destroy all of his instruments. Oh, and they, they said like they would regularly show up at a recording studio and just beat the crap out of him. Jesus they started, Christ. They beat his wife. They beat his family. And, and, he, just, and he kept doing it. Good for and him. And just kept on hanging in there. And they said like – um. I is he is he still alive? No, no, no. no. He, died I was just go- in, he died in seventy seven. I was going to ask you, like, but you know what? If you're into the fish thing, if you're into the Grateful Dead thing, if you're into the jam band thing, definitely check this guy out because he's smoking. Now you said like he passed away. Like now, listening to all the violence that he had in his life, that it, because of his beliefs and beaten down by the cops or the army or the government or whatever, how did he die? He actually died of complications from AIDS, and I'm sorry, he died in 1997. Oh, okay, 1977. Okay, I, I apologize. Okay, I don't know anything about this dude when we started yeah, doing the research. Drag. But yeah, yeah, that's still a drag. That's a he, major drag. He died of complications from AIDS in yeah. 90, uh, 1997. Man, but the man can play, man. 
I have a feeling we're all going to go down that rabbit hole with this guy. In the next, in the next show, we're going to be like, hey, not to, before we start the next object, let's talk about him again. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. So we all have t-shirts really, on and everything. Like this guy's great. I'm glad I'm learning something from the show. Sure, and that's I think that's a great part of our show. We're learning things yeah. as we go on with with this. You know, yeah, and, and calling him. A motherfucker is just a great because I remember Ryan, you saying that yeah. as a description for jazz musicians. Yeah, that's and a Funk Brothers thing. Man. And you sent this yeah. song, and you're just like, man, this guy's a motherfucker. And I was listening to it yesterday. There's another clip on our uh, playlist that he's just he's Ginger Baker's jamming with him, and I was like, yeah, it just. But that's the only way you can like describe a yeah. player like him. Yeah, he's, you're just getting after him. Really cool stuff, man. All right. Next is Carol King. She is already in the Rock and Roll theme for a songwriter. Yes. And some of the songs that she had a hand in writing, which I had a list of, which I apparently don't have anymore. But did she only made one album. It's one hell of an album. Yeah, that's great. But why? Okay, she's in there for a songwriter. I gotta be honest, another artist I know nothing about. And I can't like she wrote nothing. a lot of great songs. Sure, I can't take anything away from her. But she just one of those things again. I think women movement that they, they want to put more women into the rock and roll fame and give them the notoriety that they deserve. But to go into a songwriter and go into arts is two completely different things. Yeah, but you know, is she that iconic, worthy of going in twice? John Landis is in the Hall of Fame. John Landau. Who, John Landau. What do you do? You just told springsteen's the greatest thing ever so she wrote um chains that the beatles did mm-hmm. she wrote the locomotion you know that song yeah, yeah. Grand she, railroad she, yeah she wrote up on the roof by the drifters she wrote i'm into something good by herman's hermits she wrote a lot uh, of stuff no, no, yeah. Yeah. she's yeah. a great songwriter yeah. Yeah. she's already in the rock and hall of fame that album tapestry was was a huge hit but it was like it's one album man that's an album that I remember in the record store that we couldn't keep on the shelf. It was just always there and always going out. What year did that album come out? Early 70s. Okay. So it's always been around. Yeah. I can picture the album cover right in my head. Well, why don't you play something off of it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's just play uh, I Feel the Earth Move. I feel like that's one of the biggest yeah. songs everybody knows about. Sounds good. Now, I, after hearing that song, I know who she is. And they actually had a uh, Broadway play based on her music. Yeah, her her voice sounds like Janis Joplin if you took the bottom out of Janis's voice. Like the gravelly part, and you just somehow just sliced off the top. I just hear, like, Broadway music. Sure. You know, like, it just makes me want to have the things under my feet like she's singing right now. That that album is one of the 100 greatest selling albums of all time. It's, it's Diamond. It sold 15 million copies. Yeah. Rolling Stone has it as the twenty uh, number twenty five in the five hundred greatest albums of all time. It, she's been recognized by the Library of Congress for her songwriting. She got the Kennedy Center honorees. I just don't see her as a performer to be in the Hall of Fame. That song's iconic. Like I, you know, forgive me, listeners, but I, you know, I'm ignorant. I know that song, and I probably know a lot more from her. But that song is iconic. I bet if you we know, play that album, you'll know every you, song. You know every song yeah. on that album. But you know why now? You know, that album came out in 1971. But why now? Because they're trying to change the rock and roll theme. But, you know, change it. 
that she should have been in there years ago. She'd be like, people should be more pissed off. It took them long enough to realize that she deserves to be in there, even though she's in there for as a writer, but as an artist, that would make me more pissed off. Oh, now you're putting her in now you know because who, it's convenient timing for her to go in. You know who to blame is who? fucking Juan. Yeah. Is he the jerk? Is he the uh, the dirt, dirt bag, bag of, the of the week? Is Juan the yeah, dirt bag of the week? Is, awesome. Yeah. yeah, Juan. Yeah. Then put her in, but she should have been in there by now. Yeah, I, I to me, I feel like. Why did they make the distinction with her? There's certain people like Desmond Child. Sure. That's all he does is write songs. Yeah. But there's two parts to her career. Yeah. It should have just been one thing. I say no. You I say, say no? I, I, I don't I, put her I, in. I, I, I say no because she should have been in there 10 years ago. I say no, but she made a great album. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Let's cool. leave it at that. She's already in there. It's not fair to her that she's not in there. If they're going to nominate her, like I said – it's not they're, fair. To it's convenient other- timing. It's convenient timing to put her in there. If they're if you if they're saying that we want to add more women to the Hall of Fame, it's convenient timing <laughs> Man, for the right. Hall of Fame. It's an insult. They're going to put the dolls in. Yeah, <laughs> it's the women. And the fact that there's only one female. I don't know how many men are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more than once. I can. I'll tell you in a minute. Twenty two. Sure. So, and if there's only one, here's a chance to put somebody in. You know, there's two. There's two women that are up for induction. That this would be their second time in. She's one of them, and, and Tina, Tina Turner. Turner is the other one, so. which we'll get to. Yeah. So I mean, again, if politics plays into it, maybe they do. Maybe they do put her in. Yeah, but we'll you know? get but, to that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So I think that's it on on her. Okay. The next. This band should have been in a long, long time ago, and I'm talking about Iron Maiden. Just right off the bat, Bruce, play the Trooper. Iron Maiden was formed in 1975 by Steve Harris. Harris lived in Leighton, East London. Steve Harris is a hell of a bass player, man. He's the best. He, he's the best. He doesn't use a pick. He uses his fingers. It's all running up and down. Doug, tell me, you're the bass player. Uh, in the beginning of quarantine, I reached out to my buddy Scott, and I said, listen, I really want to work on my chops and like different music. Can you like point me in the right direction? I, think, I thought Scott was going to say, well, listen to like the, the Temptations and Motown is net. No, he pointed me toward Steve Harris. And I was like, wow, okay. And I went to it. And he is the best. I got him on T-shirts, like his images on T-shirts. Yeah, I mean, probably the most famous image for the band. I remember being a kid and you'd see the kids with the Iron Maiden T-shirts or even better, Iron Maiden back patches on their yeah. jean jackets. Yep. You know, like, those, I was scared shitless of those kids. But at the same time, like, we knew that the image, like Eddie, more than the band when we were kids. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. you know Eddie. You knew the artwork for the albums. You know, I just scared the shit out of everybody. You know, dude, Bruce Dickinson's one of the greatest frontmen ever. I don't know if you ever sit back and watch him, if, yeah. if, like on no, YouTube. We, yeah, he he has so much energy. I don't know how he built out the the notes that he does when he's like running across the stage like he does. He's a performer to to his best like as a broadway show as a broadway actor he's just, he's just as good he he really is he's very very 
um, how can you say? Um, Dynamic. Yes, exactly. He's, he's, he's the most interesting person. Or one he, of the most interesting is, people in rock absolutely. and roll. Dude, I think he has like blue blood in him. Like yeah. as like in the like sing, he sings about like lands and far away and this and that. Dude, like he's a fencer. Like he was going to the Olympics to yeah. go fencing. You know, I yeah. think you probably have that. Dude, an airline pilot. Yeah, right? they have they have their own plane, Ed Force One. Yeah, and Dude, he flies they had it. that. They had that documentary, like six airline six 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 whatever it is. And can you imagine being in a in a band with a guy that long and you've seen everything? You're an Iron Maiden. You've seen this guy do everything. And now you're gonna let him fly the plane? <laughs> like, you know, and he dresses the part he has the I airline, trust you know? him. Yeah. No, I'm like I trust your brother. Go ahead. But he was gonna be in the the uh, London or the UK approached him to be in the Olympics for fencing. fencing yeah. And he turned it down. He's like, no, I got to go on tour with the yeah, band. He's like, he's you know? written novels and yeah. he's, he's done like documentaries and radio show. Like he's like the Henry Rollins of like heavy metal he's, music. He's like that, an yeah, icon. That's, good, that's, good, that's, good, that's good. really cool. The band's a huge icon band. They have 16 studio albums, 13 live albums. Dude, live after death is fucking awesome. Like if you never heard. No, I, listen, I, read, I heard it. Yeah. That's the album to listen to. Um, which I just want to name some songs by Iron Maiden: "Run for the Hills," "Can I Play with Madness," "Number of the Beast," "The Trooper," "Fear of the Dark," and there's so other many songs that there is that they play live that I have no idea because they got this huge cult following that they know every B side to every album that they play. Uh, one thing that you said last week with the show with Bon Jovi. Iron Maiden plays countries. Yes, Iron Maiden plays. They don't play stadiums in countries. They play the whole country comes out and sees yep. them. And they know all the words. They don't speak English. But they know all the but words. But they know all the words. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. It's like you see a documentary. They're playing, like, they're playing in Egypt. Dude, the whole country shows up. But then they'll come to California or somewhere in the Midwest. And there's like... Nowhere near that. Not even close to filling a stadium. Like, dude, you know? how do they get so big with no radio and no MTV hits? The only time you ever see them was on Headbangers Ball at Saturday nights. And you stay up all night just to see Iron Maiden on MTV. Because they're the greatest heavy metal band of all time. Why aren't they in the Rock and Roll of Fame? It's no unbelievable. Idea. And if they, like, honestly, like, I really think I might give up on the Hall of Fame if they don't make it in this year. They're nominated. Dude, Steve Harris and Bruce Dickinson are great songwriters. They write. They have a song called "The Klansman," and it's about William Wallace. And it, it is a great song. All their songs are about history. The Trooper is about the English history war. You know, "Run for the Hills" is about the Indians being taken over by the Americans. Um, they're very intelligent guys. I don't know how, how they got influenced of being these Satan worshippers. Do, do you think that Bruce, Bruce Dickinson is really the Highlander? He like could, that, he, the musical he Highlander. Be, like, like seriously, if that was a real thing, that guy's such an interesting guy to begin with, and all everything he writes about is like history. So that would be a good book if he writes books. I'm sure he does. Does he write any books? I'm sure. Yeah, he, I'm sure. He does, he, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's written a books. bunch of novels. And- yeah. You know what's cool about um, Iron Maiden? One of the guitar players left the band. And then they came. And then he came back. Now they have three guitar players. But I thought that was hardcore. I mean, why not have another guitar player? You're one of the biggest bands in the world, in the country. The presidents of the country comes out and watches you play. You're huge. Why not have another guitar player? And they're all great. They're like, all great friends. And I remember watching when we went to go see them. 
every one of those guys do something different. They yeah, all bring something they, different to the to the to the table. They definitely have different gimmicks about swinging their guitars yeah. around and but just melodies and just the way that they play in style. Like I was talking about the runs. Dude, they they were awesome. They're still awesome. I I just I, don't get it. You know, I I I wish I got into them more. For when I was younger, I think I got into them at the right time in my the right age that I was at. You know, I think it was probably like my yeah you know, my late thirties, but I never like we never grew up on that music. But um, I was happy when I discovered it, and I, I think it's great. But do you think that Bruce Dickinson cares that he's in no, Rock Hall of Fame? He, no, no, he does not, not even give no, a shit. He, he don't care. He said it was a bunch no. of uh, it's run by a bunch of sanctimonious Americans who don't know anything about music. But I think for the American fans. It would be a huge win. They yeah. were the ones out of that whole list when it came out. I looked down. I was like, "Why the hell are they not in the Rock and Roll?" But I've been saying that for years. Here's yeah. a question: Now, if they go to the Rock and Roll Fame, are they going to put the original singer in there with them? No. Okay, that's cool. No. Um, and that album's great, by uh, the way. The first album is unreal, but then yeah. why wouldn't they put his, put him in their Hall of Fame then? Well, I'd be amazed if they show up. Number one, you're right. You're right. You know, there's a piece of information that I came across of how Iron Maiden got their name. And Steve Harris was actually reading The Man with the Iron Mask. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, man, I can have a, I can make a band called Iron Maiden. And he sure did. It, and they've been around a long time, 1975, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. Out in England, they have like a uh, air guitar like competition. Like, you know, like. Yeah, I remember you hearing remember, about yeah. that. And like guys would come up with like cardboard guitars and this and that and it's all like iron made and stuff like the british the british wave of heavy metal was a big thing they were the champions of the yeah. british metal Absolutely. you brought that up a couple of weeks ago and we we're talking about like when we were talking about american music and you brought up the point about who invented heavy metal, and you said the Brits did. And I'm like, I'm, you're I'm, absolutely 100% right. I, I don't know. There's different kinds of metal. Yeah, but the idea the British, of it, though, the British metal they're talking about is Iron Maiden, Motorhead, Priest. Priest. You know, bands that I never really kind of got into. They were a little bit too heavy for me growing up. But all those three bands that you just mentioned is the, is the Trinity. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, right. Like, they're the they're, we have the American big four of heavy metal. Yeah. They're the British. Yeah, but, you know, like um, they don't need to play the big four. They just go out and they just, just play. Yeah. Right. And the fact like, that the, he, I mean, he has been very vocal about like, yeah, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So maybe that plays into it too. You yeah. don't know. I mean, you know, like definitely. Maybe Jan Winter was like, all right, screw it then, dude. Dude, yeah. I could see Steve Harris being the only one showing up. Sure, I could see that. It's his band. Yeah, you know. Great band, Iron Maiden. Absolutely. Absolutely, they'll be around when the world ends with the cockroaches. They'll still be around. All right, our next, our next nomin- nominee is LL Cool J. I love me some LL Cool J. This is the sixth time LL Cool J has been up for induction. Really? In the Rock uh, Fame. I say okay. Just let him in no. already. Let's say no. Just no. No. And I, just move I, on. I, I disagree with you, Doug. I, he's I, a TV personality. No, he's not. He's, he's a crazy he's, person too. Let's start. Let me start the story with LL. Lay it on me. When LL Cool J was only five years old, he witnessed his mother and his grandfather being killed by his father. He was the only witness to that murder. He got through that emotionally, uh, phys- mentally, all that. He me- he moved to Queens in eighty two at four. 
when he was 14 years old, he made his first demo. He asked another family member for $2,000 so he could make this demo. Right after he made the demo, he met Rick Rubin, and his tape got to Rick Rubin. So he was part of that Run DMC discovery, like Rick Rubin. Yeah, I mean, his first song was I Need a Beatdown. 1985, first Def Jam song. So he did have the first Def Jam song. Yeah, and he then he said, "I I can't live without my radio." Don't we got that on on there? Yeah, we do. Play that shit. Dude, LL didn't use any profanity. He was on the radio all the time. Dude, he was on MTV. He, you know, he was in white people's houses every night. <laughs> so is NWA. Yeah, you know? no, but he, yeah, because yeah. he was, I mean, he was like the first mainstream. Yeah, he was safe artist. He was the original Will Smith. He's the original yeah, Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but he had some other great songs though. It was like Big Old Butt. Yeah, everybody remember remembers Big yeah. Old Butt, right? What was her name? Lisa got a big old yeah. butt. Oh yeah, and around the Brenda, way, girl. Like you know, I was, I was listening. I was listening to around the way, girl, as we were doing our show notes, and I'm like, man, that that's just a to me that is a classic summertime song, dude. Another awesome song is "I'm That Type of Guy." Do you remember the video for that? He was like a cat burglar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was, I'm the type of guy. That's and, right. That was a good song, and that obviously doing it well. Everybody remembers yeah. doing it well. That was like the most sexiest song in the nineties. Yeah, you know. And I'm gonna knock you out. Mama said, "Knock you out." Which well, was that's huge. just the biggest song of that year. If I was gonna say you got not, I I gotta be honest. I forgot about all those songs you just mentioned. He They're wanted, all good songs. He, but uh, the Mama said, "Knock you out." Mama, is iconic. It's Mama said, "Knock you out." Won the Grammy in 1990. It was so popular. They asked LL Cool J to do an unplugged. I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Then that was good. They got a lot of play. If if you don't think LL Cool J should be in the Hall of Fame, you should watch that MTV Unplugged because he shows you what he really is. He's an artist. He has passion. I just don't think. I just. He's he's enough. Man, I I really struggle with that. Dude, are you kidding me? He has the Kennedy Center Honors Award. You think he gives a fuck about the Rock and Roll Hall of yeah, Fame? Yeah, he was the first hip hop artist yeah. to get yeah, recognized like, with the Kennedy it, you Center. Th- you think he cares about the Rock and Roll of Fame? He, I think he does. No, I know, but he yeah. has nothing to me in my eyes is bigger than the Kennedy Award. He's he's a yeah. huge he's a huge influence. Where I struggle with him again, I think of the politics. I'm like. They're not putting two hip hop artists in at the same time. And Jay Z's going in and by Jay-Z's himself. Jay Z's probably going in because Jay Z is just he's enormous. And I think LL Cool J gets hosed again. Do you think LL saw that Jay Z's nominated at the same time? And he's, he's like, like Shit. son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, if not this year, then ma- next year. How many times you said he was nominated? This six. Is, this six. Yeah, dude. This he. This is his year. This is his year. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Let's not forget about all the acting that he does. I, I just, I just, thought, I just it's no, no, I'm with you. I, the hat, with the Pumas, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the he, style, it's gonna come the out the sneakers. It's going to come out the, the Kanga hat. He better. He better. No, if he goes in, he better come out with that Kanga he hat. He better come out with that. Yeah. I think it's his year. What is, what is I think looking? he deserves to be in it. For different decades, he had hits. 
uh, that alone, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, you know, every I'm not doubting that whatsoever. But how relevant is he today? Do play I'm one of you. his other songs. Maybe no. play play, uh, play. I'm that type of guy. the type of guy that can't control your girl you try to buy love with diamonds and pearls i'm the type of guy that shows up on the scene and gets the seven digits huh you know the routine you're the type of guy that tells us stay inside why you steady front in your homeboy's ride dude he's the luscious lover uh cool J. Doug, I'm, dude, I'm not. I'm, I I agree with you, but I don't think that this is his year, and I do question his relevance of today. Yeah. Let's go get some tile, and we'll put that radio song back on, and we'll do some fucking beatboxing. Yeah, we'll go get we'll, Jesse. We'll, do, the we'll worm. go get Jesse. We'll yeah. do it all, dude. And you'd be like, put this motherfucker in rock and roll fame right now. I'm with dude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm with you. We'll get cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Right on. Right on. Right on. Right on. Who's next? The next is the lovely Anime Bollock, better known as Tina Turner. Yes. Well, she's already in there with Ike. She, yeah. you know, yeah, she's and, in there. Uh, but uh, what she did during the 80s was huge. She definitely deserves to go in this year as, an, as a solo artist. And again, why isn't she in there as a solo artist already? Yeah, she had two very distinct careers. Yes, she did. Like, you know, it's almost as if she was doing, it was like a different music style, too. Yeah. It was she was a very brave person to break away from like you know, he was such an abusive person. You know, in nineteen seventy six she went solo. She was like trying to pay the bills. She was doing yeah. anything she could. She was playing Sonny and Cher. She was play, doing the Hollywood Squares. She was Donnie Marie. Dude, she was even on the Brady Bunch hour. She was doing anything she did. She was doing cabarets at Caesar's Palace in Vegas for the, for low money, for very low money. She was doing whatever she could to like just get by it when she first went solo. Cause she left like and she like, you know, we all seen that movie and she left with nothing. You know, she left with her name. You yep. know, being able to keep on using her stage name. And there's something to say about that. Like, I, I really do admire that to be, to being leave with nothing, with the clothes on your back. And, and she like struggled for a while. Like I said, jumping forward from from seventy six to eighty three, that's when she starts working on what's love got to do with. It. And that was the biggest one of the biggest albums of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It was September first, nineteen eighty four. It was her first number one. What's love got to do with it? Private Dancer, the album. I believe that was the name of the album. Private Dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She goes on like a run. Yeah, just like yeah. Huge, huge. Better hits. be Better be good to me was a great song. That album's iconic, and it was album of the year of '84. And she also did We Are the World. She got a solo on We Are the World. Yeah. yeah. You know? Uh the Mad Max movie. We don't need yeah. another hero. Yeah. yeah, and we said she did. Um, she did the theme for Goldeneye, the James Bond movie, mm. which was huge. Can we play some Tina Turner? Yeah, you want to hear some We Don't Need Another Hero? Yes. Thunderdome. The Thunderdome. We are the children. Last generation. We are the ones they left behind. 
I love Tina Turner. She had the best legs of the 80s, brother. <laughs> That's what she's known for, her legs. Yeah. She still looks good. You know, I saw her on the Oprah channel. <laughs> she's pushing 80. She, she, she looks, looks great. great. Yeah. She looks great. And she's still out there singing, and she does that rolling on the river gig. Yeah. But anyway, I think that she's going to get in this year, and I think that she should have been in years ago, and that's it. Yeah. You know, she has a, one more guy. She had a great song, It's Only Love with Brian Adams. Remember that I one? do remember that yeah. song. That yeah. was a great song. That was a big hit. But yeah, Tina Turner, I think it's her time to go in, even though she's already in. To wherever she overcame, she succeeded. I agree. Girl so power. I, I think the next band is the strangest band on this list, and that is Devo. Definitely should be in there. Guys, they're actually called Devo. And they uh, they started more of as an art project than actually a band. Yeah, you know what? They were more of a joke thing. You know, they went to Kent State right around when the Kent State shootings happened. And they wanted to loosen up the the school a little bit, so they started making up these characters and it was basically the Devo characters. Well, you said like you know they considered themselves more of a joke. Now they get I I don't know I think they made it maybe considered themselves more of an art project rather than a, a joke than musicians. You're taking it the wrong way. I said though the, um, when all that murder happened yeah, at Kent they, State, they were lighting they were lighting up the yeah. they were lighting up everybody by acting yeah. like robots, called getting themselves what do they what do they would call themselves here the evolution. Yeah, that's what how another how Devo got their name. They were calling themselves the Evolution. But I think the concept of Devo is that they wanted to show that they were that they want to show society was becoming more of robotic motions and people were losing their individuality within themselves. So that's why they they portray themselves well, as you like know, you know like they're a great band musically. They're great. I like during the quarantine I learned some how to play some of their music. Bruce, could you like explain the evolution? I guess after the Kent State shooting, they were like, dude, the world is really messed up, man, and we're not moving forward as a society. We're actually we're not evolving. We're devolving. We're going backwards and we need to we yeah and they they were kind of I know what you meant by saying it. It was like satirical. Like they're yes. they're 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 going like you know, dude, we're not we're not socialites like you think we are. Like yeah, yeah we're on this college, but people just got shot yeah. over yeah. nothing. You know, over like some right over something like it was, was it a protest? It was a protest, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a protest over like a post office. Yeah, shame on me because I always dismiss like okay, they're the guys with the whippet and they're really goofy. Yeah, outfits and the hats and. I didn't know that much about them. And then when they came up, I, I really dove into their music and I learned a lot about them and where they came from. And I was like, man, I was woefully. Yeah, they're really sophisticated guys. Well, yeah. they're, they're, they're actually, deep thinkers. Yeah. They're actually two sets of brothers. You have Mark and Bob Mothersburgs, and then you have Bob and Gerald Cassells. Gerald is the one that was at Kent State, he was the one there during the shootings, and he was one of the original makings of this. The, evolution movement that they were making light of after that's that horrible day yeah i and some of their early stuff had a real like a proto-punk kind of kind of feel to it some early i know like they covered uh i can't get no satisfaction by the stones can we play a little bit of that yeah sure
There's a great version of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, you can see on YouTube. And they, the way they move, like animatronically, yeah. it's like almost like when you're on one of those old rides in Disney. But the you know? first time I heard that song was in Casino, the movie Casino. And I was like, even as a kid, I was like, this is just so strange and great. And, yeah. you know, years later, I'm like, I, I always, I always play that song. I play in the in the in this bar all the time. Yeah, they're, they're and people another, are like, "What is this?" Dude, Devo know? had such a cult following. They made a movie. It was called "The Truth About the Evolution." It won an award at the the Ann Armor Film Festival. It, you know, it was just a, a, a documentary film about the band, kind of thing, and their movement and their scene. Well, you know, originally what they wanted to do, they wanted to be like the Laserdisc thing was going on. So they thought they they were all like geeky, nerdy guys and science and all that. So they saw this future of Laserdisc coming out. So the, the problem with the Laserdisc is that you had three different companies with Laserdiscs. And you could only play – if one distributor came out with Laserdisc, then they – you wouldn't – not everybody would be able to see it. So they were – they wanted to put out one a year, like kind of like short films like The Three Stooges. And that's what they they didn't want a record contract. That's what they wanted. That's crazy. And then they wanted to, they're like, okay, then we'll do the VCR tape. But at that time, that was between beta and and VHS. VHS. And the same problem happened. So, you know who got them their their contract? David Bowie, Nagy Pop. I read that. I did read that. And so they just settled for, you know, rather than... the, The goal was to become more of a, of an art project, make these little films... Like I guess like hey gaba gaba I guess like something so like the, the lines visuals of that. are like yeah. part of their that's their, their main show. thing that's their main thing but they're great musicians but, yeah. but are they new wave or are they punk they're new wave I think they straddle it like yeah they did they start new wave they're definitely the pioneers of new wave but then, I yeah. mean they started in 1973 Talking Heads came yeah. out about 74 yeah. 75 yeah they're definitely one of the first nerd bands yeah. that we yeah. that so many people bite off of now like weezer and other horrible bands that was a good question though they're a punk or new wave they do straddle that but i would have to say that they're whatever you know whatever that genre music that weezer is and the geek rock they were that you know they were definitely a big influence on industrial music yeah the synthesizers i can see that the synthesizers What's crazy? Their music is very electronical, since a lot of synthesizers, a lot of things, but the drums are acoustic drums. Mm-hmm. They didn't start using electric drums until way later in their career, which I think it what gives them their their such a funky sound that they're using real drums, but they're using these synthesizers and everything else it gives it a, a sound. Yeah, as you as you just said that, I'm thinking in my head like some early industrial music, like Pretty Hate Machine from Nine Inch Nails, some of the really early Ministry stuff. I was really into all that stuff mm-hmm. when I was in high school. And I'm like, yeah, man, I can I can see the connection between yeah. it, or I can hear the connection between it. They made a lot of albums. I I really like Devo. I dig them. Again, why aren't they in already? Yeah, you know, I hope this year they I get hope in. They do too. That would be really great. Do you think they make it, or are they are they too? No, I think they make much? it. I think they make it. I, I think for what they are, what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is all about is what Devo is. All right. Hopefully. Yeah. But who knows? All right, cool. So we got five left. So now is, uh, I think next on our list is Todd Rundgren. Uh, I have one note on Todd Rundgren, and I just wrote, eh. I, I, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I have no opinion. You know what? His music to me is like ELO. Like, you know, I just can't get into it. It's too 70s rock. 
Um, but you know what? He's a great producer. There's, I wish I looked up the albums that he produced. Um, I know he was very successful. He made a few concept albums. But what's really awesome about him is that he is from Philadelphia. He's from the Upper Darby area. Of that's where the Tower Theater is, actually. I, yeah, his music doesn't do anything for me. I know that one. I knew that one song, "Bang on the Drum All Day." I I never liked it. He comes from an era of kind of like that that seventies soft kind of elevator music. Rock. Yeah, yeah. That I just I've never been like that drum song. Never made me want to play the drums. Really? Yeah. The, I if, just, yeah. I just heard too many. I do. I don't mind it. You know, I kind of bop a little bit when I hear it. I but. saw I saw Todd with Ringo Starr. Oh, did you? And he came out and he did that with them, and it was fucking awesome. And he played at the Tower Theater, right? It was the Tower Theater. That's great. He's playing his he backyard. Said, he, said yeah. he was there. He was like, I, I sat in that row. I saw the Shirellas or whoever. That, that's great. I don't necessarily think he belongs in a rock and roll fame. I so I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know enough enough about him to it's, make an opinion. It's his third time up for induction. He said he people love him. He said the Hall of Fame is an industry invention. He doesn't care about being inducted. I. I don't think. Do you think he because he knows he doesn't have a shot? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be in a stupid club anyway. But he's a brilliant producer. Yeah, like the guy from ELO. What's his name? Jeff Lynn. Yeah, Jeff Lynn's great. Yeah. If they were going to put Todd Runyon in for producer kind of thing, that'd be cool. Okay. But you know his songs kind of suck. Yeah. Play. I'll play "Bang on the Drum" all day. All right. That's it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's move. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Makes you want to bang my head against this desk. You get it like any South Philly bro- like uh, serenade. You'll hear that song. <laughs> That's true. You'll uh, never hear it at McCusker's. No, yeah. you've heard it. If we have our DJ Jason play, uh, sing, playing that night, you'll hear it. All right, who's next? Shaka Khan. No, she's been around a long time. I just, I just don't see where she fits in. I, she's another one, man. I was like, eh, I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't think she fits in there. I just remember her video with that. She had like a. A beret on. A beret on? Beret, yeah. yeah. She sold uh, 70 million albums. She oh. has 10 Grammys. This is her. She has 10 Grammys? This is the seventh time she's been nominated. What she's, year was those albums? Three times. As a, she's been nominated three times as a solo artist and four times when she was part of Rufus. Oh, wow. Wasn't she nominated with Rufus? Yeah. 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 So the band, it was like Rufus and, and Chaka Connor. Yeah. That was like the name. Yeah. So she's up as a solo artist, but by herself. Correct. And yeah, she didn't, uh, and she didn't get in with Rufus, right? Correct. She is not okay. in. So she was real. Like the they early, really want her in there. She was. She had a lot of hits, man, in the eighties. I mean, she's still putting out music now, but I think most of her her peak was all in, uh, you know, like late seventies to late eighties to uh, rockers like us. Yeah, so I mean, she had that one that song said you, everybody knows of Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. She had a couple dancing. Here's here's a couple seconds of "I Feel for You." Yeah, I feel for you. Yeah, that was a great song. If they're gonna put her in, put her in a, in, a, in a section where it gets dusty. 
Yeah. Did Rick I, James produce that album? I, th- I want to say he did. I don't know. It sounded like Stevie Wonder playing harmonica on there. They probably did. How many Grammys did she win? Ten. Ten. Just ten Grammys. That shows how much we know. Yeah, dance music is. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't. I'm sure there's a place for it in the Hall of Fame, but not this year. Yeah, I say no. And after seven yeah. times, like, yeah, when's, yeah, it's a shame. But yeah. there's only a few people that can go in at a time. Yeah. yeah. You know, All right. Let's keep All on right, moving, so guys. Mary J. Blige. I next. love Mary J. Let me tell you about Mary J. She's from Yonkers, New York, and she is one bad bitch. Like, you did not want to cross her at all. She dropped out of school, 16 years old. She started doing drugs. She was totally gangster. She was like one of the thugs. She was one of the boys. She's very relevant. People still, like, people love her. She, like, she's, she's got a great voice. Yeah, Mary J was such an influential thing. Puff Daddy, right off the bat, start calling her the queen of hip hop soul. You ever hear how she, how she made her demo? No, no. She, Went to her local mall, wherever she went. And remember back in the day, you could go in and make a record whenever you wanted to. Like, you yeah, go in like, your little studio, you pick yeah, up a box. And- yeah. Well, she went in there and she sang. Like one of those little boxes? It was like one of those things in the mall. Yeah. Like, like take, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a little booth, like yeah. the size of the I table the, we're the, sitting didn't at. Did the B Sharps from The Simpsons do the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they did. But she did it for real. And she brought it. And, she, you know, it, but the demo got in the Puffy's hands, and then Puffy was working for Uptown Records at the time, and he's like, "I'm going to make you a star." Yeah, she was. Um, she was a four one one operator, like a directory assistant, and that's why her album was called "What's the Four One One." That's funny. I just thought she was so full of drama. What's the Four One One? She had so much drama with her boyfriend JC from Jodeci. <laughs> they were like, at they were like Ike and Tina, like straight up. She was like. So in the drugs, and he was so in the drugs. They're like Whitney and Bobby. <laughs> it, it's 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 amazing. Real Love was a huge hit song. What's the four one one was a huge song. No more drama was a huge song. Man, you know what song I love from her, and it wasn't a huge hit, but it was with Method Man from Wu Tang. It's a Method Man song. I'll be there for you, and she's singing "You're All I Need to Get By" by Marvin Gaye. I in remember the background. That song. I remember that, I, dude. I I. Love that song. Do we have anything to play from Mary J? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Why don't we play um a family affair was another huge that was a big huge hit by her. Okay, a little bit of that. I think, like, you know, if you go, like, women are drinking that are our age in a bar, like, how guys our age, like, they'll start singing, like, Eddie Vedder, like, from that, from that genre. I think every woman oh, yeah. in, our, in our in our age bracket. They love Mary and J. And they get down, and they all start singing, like, Mary J. Yeah. Like, she's, like, like, she's, like, recognizable voice, yeah. you know. And when Ryan said she's, like, the, the queen of hip-hop soul, like, yeah, she straddles, like, hip-hop and rhythm and blues sure. music. Dude, do you know how big What's the 411 was? I remember working in the record store and someone would come up and say, do you have a copy of this album? And I say, sure. You know, let me look at the computer. Computer says we have 10 copies of it. Like, well, I can't find them. I go back there 
and there's only two copies and all of the uh, security tags on the floor. Somebody stole all the records. <laughs> yeah. I, never, I never forgot, but that's how big her album was. I, I read that every single album she's put out has been in the top ten. Like everyone, great. So uh, over over the, career, yeah. like you know, that song we just played is twenty years old. Yeah. So you know, her career of thirty years just hit after hit after hit. She's one of the most successful modern female rhythm and blues sure. singers ever. I do feel that she does have a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is this her year? I don't know because of Tina, but we'll, we shall see. Yeah, I'm know, gonna, I agree. I'm going to quote Snoop from Behind the Music, fifteen whatever years ago. Mm. One day she will be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sure, and yeah. I, I, I do not disagree with That's that. Straight up Snoop quote. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. She, she definitely has a place in there. Is it this year? I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, also a great song she had was "I'm Going Down." I remember that song. That was a great song. And she's always willing to try to do other things and step out of that that, that box. That yeah, yeah, man. Like, um, as I was doing some research, I found a whole bunch of other like collaborations she's done. I mean, she did a. She did a cut with Ray Charles. She did a duet with Smokey. She's done stuff you know, with Biggie, Jay-Z, Method Bono. Man. Bono. Bono. Yeah. She did one. What yeah. was great. I loved it. And before we uh, we started recording, we were talking about she did a, a version of uh, Stairway to Heaven. Heaven on American Idol with Randy Jackson playing bass. Steve I's on guitar. Steve I, Orianti, and it was Travis like, Barker's on yeah, drums. Yeah, it was like, and she's you know she's doing her own her own angle on it, but she was giving it a shot, man. And it, it was, was like, okay. Yeah. She, uh, I, uh, it wasn't my favorite thing. I got to be honest, but I, I appreciate everybody who was in that room that participated on that tr- on those tracks, and I kind of see what they're going for, but it didn't work. Steve I's playing acoustic guitar on the thing. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to try new things. No, yeah. she also did like a, an album with all like classic. Paris songs on it, yeah, or something like that. It, I heard that was really beautiful. She can obviously have ranges all over the place. She she's has no genre. Gr- she's you know? our, one of our generation's greatest voices. Yeah. yeah, she crossed over a lot. Yeah, she's, she's ghetto to, fabulous, and she's starting to dabble in like acting. Like I read that she um she was the first person to ever receive an Oscar nomination for acting and an original song in the same year. Oh wow! So she's kind of like straddling that. You know, oh, what movie was that? Mudbound. I never, oh, I've I heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I never. I didn't see it. Uh, did I see? It? I might have seen that. I think I want to say I have seen it. I oh. missed it. Yeah. So yeah, man, I agree. I I think she gets in. I don't think this is her year. I can't disagree, but she does have a place in there, and she will be in there in the next few years, hopefully. Yeah. All right, two more. Let's keep on moving. Dion Warwick. The Psychic Friends Network says no. <laughs> I so, so, under my notes for Todd Rundgren, I wrote eh, and my notes for Dion Warwick, I wrote ugh. Fuck. Uh, she had she had fifty six Hot One Hundred singles in her career. Holy shit! I can't name one. But she, how much money did she make from the the Psychic Network? Three million dollars a year for the Psychic Friends Network. So those of you youngins out there listening, there was an infomercial where you would pay three ninety nine a minute and call in and talk to a psychic, and Dion Warwick was the spokesperson for that. She's apparently crushed now. She said somebody, like a child, ran up to her in an airport and was like, you're the Psychic Friends Network lady. <laughs> and she was like, I have 56 Hot 100 songs. And now she's crushed that that's what she's known for. But in my lifetime, she has zero. Except no, for that song one. with Elton John. With the Elton John and Stevie Wonder. That's you know? with friends I follow. That's it. And she's Whitney Houston's aunt. That's all I know about her. I don't know. She would, you know, I was talking to my dad and I said, who gives a shit about Dion Warwick? And he was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he's also 70, 
five years old. And, but that's why he knows about all yeah. her hits. Yeah, I'm sure she was a very big deal. I'm she sure was she was on Sunny and Cher. I'm sure she was on hear, like yeah. You ever hear that story when Henry Rollins met her? No. <laughs> but I want to. Yeah, he was at a party and he grew up on, on her albums. Her, his mother loved her. And um, he met her through her grandson. And he came to like a dinner or anything, and he just like stood there. And he's like, "Ma'am, you are my second mother. You raised me by your records and everything like that." So you know, did she say, "I know that already"? Because I'm the psychic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she was the actual she'd be, psychic. She'd be crazy not to run that angle. I'm like, oh, I know. But to have like Henry, somebody like That's Henry Rollins. Story. That's a great story. So anyway, but Dion, sorry. I guess we got to. Play something? No. Play something. I dare you. I double dare you. I know I'll never love this way again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a big song. Yeah, dude, that was a big song. It doesn't do anything for me. I was in the dentist office, and it kind of calmed me down. Yeah, Yeah, that's why they play that shit. You hear it in the background of like a Walgreens or something. Yeah, it's poop. You know who you do not hear at the background of Walgreens or your dentist office? Um, Well, if you do, I'm going to that dentist. Mm. Well, the the guitar kind of sounds like a drill, so you hear it in your head (laughs) when you... I, can, I, I guess we're going to talk about Rage Against Rage the Machine. Rage sure. Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine was was formed in L.A. in 1991. They're definitely a major game changer in the 90s. When they came out, it was so dangerous and so angry, and everybody listened to it. it even Not even the first album. The second album, Evil Empire. I think I, I wore that tape out or CD. Yeah, man. I, driving around, listening to just the song, Fuck You, I Won't Do With You, Tell yeah. Me, over and over and yeah. over again. I think that was like the motto of our generation. Yeah. yeah. A bunch of white kids saying, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Right. Listen to Wu-Tang. Driving around <laughs> suburban New Jersey, yeah. blasting that. You know what, dude? I remember the first time I heard Bomb Track. I was in gym class. It had to be like early 94. And my boy was like... Yo, my brother just got this tape. We gotta listen to it, and then right off the bat, it was fucking bomb track. That's a great. It's a. It's amazing. Do we have any rage on there? Yeah, man. Play. Wake up. Do you remember when we saw them? We saw them at the Electric Factory, and we we saw them, and then right after them, like a few weeks later, we saw Tool. Those two shows, especially the Rage Against Machine show, was the roughest show I've ever been in my life. It was the worst pit I've ever been in my life. Yeah, it was scary. It It was was, like one of the few times I thought I was going to die. But anyway, they're such a hardcore band, dude. They covered Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Ghost of Tom Joad. If you ever heard the original Ghost of Tom Joad, it 
definitely sounds something off of Bruce Springsteen's album called Nebraska. Yeah, it's a folk. It's a very folky, it's a very song. folky song, and they just make it their own. Now, I, you know that song is about Ghost of Tom Joad, which is the Grapes of Wrath. Grapes of Wrath. Now, I always got kind of curious how they got hooked up with Springsteen because they he played with Rage and Tom Morello played with him in Australia. Did did Bruce get a a sniff of that version and he's like just, oh this is interesting i just think he dug their vibe yeah. straight up yeah. yeah i think he really liked tom morello's guitar playing yeah the obviously joy, yeah like i seen him i saw tom morello do uh lost in the flood solo springsteen and he fucking tears it up there's no other way to say it yeah so would, would springsteen when little steven van zandt being an actor had to take a he couldn't attend to a tour because he was um he was shooting lily hammer for netflix they recruited Tom Morello to yeah. fill in for a, a tour with him, and it was awesome. And he's a smart guy. He didn't he go to Yale? Or Did he? no, he went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. His mother was a teacher in Harvard, or a professor anyway. And he he went to Harvard. He graduated with a political science science degree, I believe. He's a he's a really really smart dude. He's very smart. Um, he, he might be a little too smart for his own good. But you know, you like, know. when you guys yeah, talk I about yeah, when you guys talk about like Dave Grohl being the spokesperson, I think. Tom Morello can make an awesome spokesperson for rock and yeah, roll. I don't think Tom Morello can keep his politics out of anything no. he says. Yeah. But also, it probably gets him in trouble. But he, um, that's true also. But I think he's a big part of the Hall of Fame. Like he inducted Kiss in the Hall of Fame. He's, he just has a much to say in, the, in that whoever votes and gets in and this. I think he has a lot to do with that. They're the voice of the 90s, man. Dude, my he, problem, yeah. my problem with their. Their whole thing was they got so big, the kids that they didn't want even anything to do with was listening to their music. Yeah, yeah. And so you had, the wrong like, way. you had the jocks listening to yeah. them. The white baseball hats. You know, yeah. all this kind of shit. And they're all saying, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me why they're at college, you yeah. know, fucking Frat on parties. their parents. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. That's, you know a great, I mean? that's a great point. Especially they, because we grew up listening to them. Yeah. Like we were yeah. in that age, like our early twenties when they, we didn't know what they were singing about. Yeah. Like this whole Mamiya thing, you know, I saw them at the spectrum or I, I guess it was a spectrum. I saw them for that show and it was pretty heavy stuff going on. You know, Dude, that's the last time I seen them. South Philadelphia was so against rage against the machine. You could not wear a t-shirt. In South Philadelphia, think about playing in in, this, in McCoskers. Forget yeah, so, about it. So, for those of the listeners outside of the area, there was a a guy Mumia Abu Jamal who was arrested and sentenced to death for executing a police officer, and it's been kind of like the celebrity cause to claim Mumia Abu Jamal is innocent. And Rage Against the Machine was very outspoken about well, that. I think Zach De La Roche, he was very outspoken about it, and like. They like there was a lot of injustice in this country. There still is a lot of injustice going on in this country, but they picked the wrong poster child, in my opinion. And dude, the guy's guilty. Well, let's not get political here, <laughs> but you know, and I think they got so much heat off of that, and they were just like, "Yeah, that's the end of this," because they got so much negativity. Like I, like what they were trying to accomplish is to say that there's falsely accused people in this country. They got behind the wrong person, apparently. And that would cause the band to break up. Well, they were getting back together before all those COVID shits yeah, happened. And the like, tickets were starting at $120. You paid, you paid, you paid. More I paid $18.50 to see Rage Hands Machine back in 1996. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago, they did a tour with Chuck D and the guy from Cypress Prophets Hill. Prophets of Rage. Yeah. It was so good. 
That, I said to Ryan and our buddy Jesse, I had to work the bar at night. And it was a Saturday night or a Friday night. I had to work. There's no way I could go. And I looked at both of them. And I was like, if you guys don't go to this show, I'm I'm, I'm going to beat you both down. They didn't go. Like, I don't I know why you guys. I, I, I don't I, know why you guys didn't go. I think it rained that night. What a better, what a, what a better, <laughs> what a better setting. I don't know. You know? But the one thing I admire about Tom Morello is his equipment, his guitars. Yeah. He's been using the same guitars yeah. for over twenty something yeah. years. He's got that. that he's thing. got that blue guitar yeah. with the red writing on it, but now it's blue and it looks like it has like white clouds or white hippos on it. <laughs> he like uses it all the time, and then he has his other guitar. It's black and it looks like a Strat. He's been using both of these guitars for twenty years, but um, you know, he's he's definitely an Eddie Van Halen. He builds his own equipment. He is hands down, he's one of a kind. But I, I think, but I feel that he's never evolved from that sound. Oh no, I don't know. Show me something else that he that he's played on, not his acoustic stuff. He just he fucking can, he played with Bruce Springsteen. What else do you but need? He, but he does, yeah, I hear you. But he did his thing. With Springsteen, but and it worked. Springsteen but it worked. wanted him to do exactly. his thing. But I mean, as an artist, I think he painted himself in the corner, and he never went any further. I'm not. I'm not taking away from his talent. Only he can do what he does. He's revolutionary, just as much as Eddie Van Halen. Dude, but he, he did something with guitar that nobody done since Jimi Hendrix. Oh, okay. I, you I, know, I agree. Like, to, I agree to he, disagree with you. But. He talks with the guitar. Sure. He makes it sound like a turntable. Yeah, he makes yeah. sounds come out of that guitar that I'm like, I don't know how he does it. I'm not. I am not disagreeing with you with that. All I'm saying is, I never heard anything from him that wasn't that style. Maybe that's a style. That's what, hey, when I pick up my guitar or my bass, the sound comes out of it, and that's it. You know. Well, when he picks up his guitar, he makes it sound out. like a fucking turntable, man. Hey, that. But you know, they didn't need a turntable Rage Against Machine. They had Tom Morello. Sure. Hey. But they are they, so talented. That's why they're a great band. They're a great band. That's why they did that band with uh, Soundgarden guy. Audio Slave. Yeah. They were a great band. Now, they started, the last song I heard from them, what, what were they called? What was that band called? Audio Slave. Audio Slave. They started sounding like Chris making, Cornell. Yeah. They started making songs sound like beer commercials. And, well, they were was, doing the formula they, thing like the Foo Fighters do. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's you know, Rage Against Machine, man. Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. I, I think they, I think they agree. I think they get in. Do you think they get in this year? Yeah, I think this might not be their year. I, think, but we'll see. I think it's their it's, third. It's their third time. Okay, too. then maybe I'm wrong. Then yeah. we'll see. We'll we, see what we happens. We'll see. All right, so that is the rundown of the nominees. I think we're going to take a commercial break. But before we take a commercial break, I would like to make a tribute out to. Uh, a really good friend at McCusker's Tavern passed away last week. Our very good friend, Jack Bernard. You had to know Jack. He was a hell of a guy. One of my teachers in life. And he beat me up at the same time. This song goes out to you, Jack. We're going to miss you. And we'll see you in the afterlife, my brother. Love you, Jackie. What we want in the future is certain. Give us time to work it out.
This episode of the Prisoners of Rock and Roll is brought to you by McCusker's Tavern, located at 17th and Shunk Streets in South Philadelphia. McCusker's Tavern has been in business for more than 50 years, making it the oldest bar west of Broad Street in a city known for its neighborhood watering holes. Minutes from the sports stadium, McCusker's is a great place to stop in for a few beers before or after a game or a concert. There's a reason why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy have ranked it as one of the best dive bars in the city. Music is such an important part of McCusker's Tavern that we're actually recording this episode from there right now. They're currently closed due to the pandemic, but miss everyone and hope to see them soon. In the meantime, check them out on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. All right, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks, everybody, for sticking with us. So we, Yeah! So we ran through the list of nominees. Now we are going to put ourselves on the voting committee, and we are going to vote. We read that they take between five and seven people, so we split the difference and decided we're going to take six because that's kind of our gimmick. Uh, you know, we always do our top six bands, six spears and a six pack, six strings on a guitar, and there's three of us, so that makes six, six, six. So, Doug, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so during the break, I really had a change of heart. I really went down and started listening to a little bit more Dionne Warwick. So she's done my number one. Though. She's all six of your. <laughs> she's all my number six. <laughs> All right, I uh, this is this is hard. So I went with Devo, Iron Maiden, Tina Turner, the New York Dolls, Jay Z, and of course the Foo Fighters. I really wanted to put the Go Go's in there, but uh, yeah, that's mine. Right. That's my six. Okay. Cool, Ryan. What do you got? In no order. I mean, it's not like from six to one. What's yeah, more popular? Sure. You know, the New York Dolls. Iron Maiden, The Go-Go's, Tina Turner, Devo, and LL Cool J. All right. So my six, I have the New York Dolls, Jay-Z, Iron Maiden, Tina Turner, Devo, and Rage Against the Machine. So we all had the Dolls. We all had Maiden. So and we all had Tina. So it was up to the Prisoners of Rock and Roll. And we all had Devo. So Devo will definitely get in. Yeah. We pick good. And yeah. Johnny Rotten could have been in the band. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. You know, like Rage, I wanted to put them in there, but uh, it's not I, their I just, time. Yeah, yet. I don't think it's their time yet. I really want the Go Go's to go in. I really want LL Cool J to go in. I just don't think it's going to happen with him and Jay Z, dude. Like, if they don't put Iron Maiden in, I'm taking a fucking flamethrower to that museum. I I really struggle with the Go Go's and Devo. I was even I said that was where setting up the equipment. I was like, man, I can't. The I I don't know. I was I was listening to both of their music driving down here, and I I think the Go Go's absolutely deserve to be in the Rock Hall of Fame. I I really struggled with it myself. Yeah. All right. So now. We have a list of bands who are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that we're just going to kind of real quick run down the list, and then we're just going to kind of give our yes or no. And there's a couple I think we want to talk about a little bit. but Yeah, dude, real quick, though. Around 2000, the year 2000, that's when shit got really weird at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. They start putting some weird fucking bands in. I don't get it. The Fl- the Flamingos, Gene Pitney, The Ventures. Why is Abbott in there, Doug? I don't think they sold a lot of albums. The Blue Caps, who are they? The Famous Flames. The, the you know, I mean, there's just these bands that you know. I think they just ran out of bands. Like at the at the stage we're at now, a lot of the bands in 2000 weren't eligible. But these are the bands that they put in. Yeah, in I, 2000. Yeah, I understand that. But anyway, I just yeah, thought, I just started, started yeah. getting weird. 
Um, a lot of those bands, they were backing bands that initially didn't get. You know how like Springsteen got in a yeah, sure. band. Like Smokey Robinson was in, and not the Miracles. Like they were like trying to catch up a lot of that stuff, and they were putting those those backing bands. Uh, Bill Haley was in, and not the Comets. No, Buddy yeah. Holly, and not the, the Crickets. Crits. Yeah. Well, you know that being said, well, why isn't like the Wrecking Crew in there, and why isn't the I, Funk Brothers in there? I absolutely you know? agree. Why, why isn't the if Wrecking you, Crew? In there? If you don't know who the Funk Brothers are, they played on all those hits on Motown. If you don't know who the the Wrecking Crew the Wrecking Crew is, they, they played on every song you ever heard from the '60s. Yeah, they were. They that wasn't done by the Funk brothers it yeah. was done by the wrecking crew it was the the wrecking crew basically invented rock and roll they do they uh you know anything like that phil specter was doing they were on it they yeah. played the monk everything that the monkeys were on they actually all the stuff you heard on the later beach boys albums the beach boys sang it all but the wrecking crew played it all you know yeah so why aren't those songs. guys in like i think it, it, it should be done yeah they should know? definitely put these guys in there so uh, let's play around with some names, guys. All right. You want to go first, Ryan? Yeah, yeah let me go Thin. I think it is a tragedy that Thin Lizzy is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't, I don't understand that, how they're not. Yeah, I don't either. Like, like like Kirk Hanna said a couple of years ago, that Metallica's dual sounds came from Thin Lizzy. They idolized those guys. Yeah, they made yeah. a lot of, like we like we say, runs yeah. together, guitar yeah. and bass runs, yeah. which I'm just going to name some songs. The boys are back in town. The cowboy song. You know, whiskey in a jar. And Bruce, play for me right now. Jailbreak. in Dublin, Ireland by Phil Lynette. Um, he was a black Irish guy. He was actually black and he was Irish. You don't see many of them. I was down in the section in Dublin where all the bars are and there was a pretty nice mural of him there. I can't believe this band's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they were only nominated once. It, last, really, year. last year was the first year. That's their unbelievable. Music, their music is like this Irish, Celtic, blue soul, psychedelic rock. You know, Phil was influenced a lot by Dylan. And then later on, he was really influenced by Bruce Springsteen. He really, yeah. you know, um, when, when they did Whiskey in a Jar, Ireland almost fucking shit their pants. They were like, how dare you? Do yeah. this song, but it still went to like number six on the charts. You know, poor Phil died by from spessis from years of heroin and alcohol abuse. I don't know how old he really he was. He was young. He was like in his like if he was thirty. You know, he wasn't quite thirty. He might have still been in his twenties. You know, you know, we have like lines and songs that we 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 live by. Like you know, um, 
we take them down, like the Springsteen. Yeah, we shut them up and we shut them down. Yeah, mine's is, if my boys want to fight, you better let them. That's one of my other go-to things in life. Yeah, he was 36 when he died. He was 36? Yeah, okay. he's still pretty young. Yeah. After Thin Lizzy um, kind of like took hiatus, he made a band with Steve Jones and Paul Pollock from the Sex Pistols. They only they were called the Greedy Bastards. They only had like a few gigs. They couldn't keep it together. Did they ever record anything? No, it was just like a like, like a fun thing, a fun band. thing, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Phil had to change the lineup a lot because he was just really probably hard to get along with. Um, He's a junkie, man. He was yeah. a junkie. He yes. was a straight up junkie. He he said he was a really nice guy. Sure, yeah. Uh, most junkies are, <laughs> <laughs> but his his full name is Phil. Paris Lynette, and he died January fourth, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, it's that's really not right that they're not in there. If any yeah. band, you know, I would like to think sometimes like some of these bands that have some pool would be like, listen, this band really needs like there's a hundred bands out there yeah. that should and be. There's in guys there. on the on the nominating committee that yeah, have a lot of musicians yeah. and, and uh, journalists and whoever. you would think that guys that are like you know like how we were talking about Metallica, like those guys are in the Hall of Fame. Don't they get a vote? Yeah. Hey, if you're in they there, do. yeah, they do. do. They? Okay. Yeah, everybody who was in the Hall of Fame yeah. gets the vote. Okay, but, but I don't know. Maybe they don't make. They got to make the the final cut to be able to vote. I guess so. Yeah, not fair. All right, so I I have a list of names, Ryan. I think you got a list of names. I'm going to take turns. We'll just rattle one off, and then we'll should they be in or I, not. I have a list. Of names you got too. a list too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. We'll go. We'll go around the horn. I apologize. Uh, that's okay. So, that's all right. All right. I'll go first. The B fifty twos. No, I don't yeah. think so either. Yeah. You know. When, nah, they're nah. they're interesting. They're just they're really well, quirky. They've been around for a long time. They but. were you know they start that sound that new wave sound. They're like yeah. they had a part to do with that. You know, uh, they had Rock Lobster and yeah. Love Shack. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Okay. The Traveling Wilburys. Is that a great one? Is that because yeah. are they because they're all like a like a super duper rock band? Like they still made a, they made, they made two, two albums. albums yeah. You know and. They sold like why aren't those guys in? Is it is it too like I don't know? Well, why not? I, I struggled with putting them on my list. I I didn't because I thought they only had one out. Like no, two, I know they did two but albums, but every single person in that band is in a rock and roll hall of yeah. fame, man. You know, yeah. so it's weird. Yeah, yeah, so they should be. In. I think eventually that they're going to run into a wall. Like okay, we're going to put the the, yeah. the obvious in. You know, Ryan. You know the, the rock and roll fame's got an identity crisis. If Miles Davis knew he was in a rock and roll thing, you know, he would say, these motherfuckers put me in the rock and roll hall of fame with these bums. Now, if he's in the rock and roll of fame, why isn't John Coltrane in the rock and roll sure. of fame? Yeah. Yep. Nina Simone is in the rock and roll hall of fame. If she knew she was in rock and roll of fame, she'd be stabbing people. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah, but I think John Coltrane yeah, definitely needs to be yeah. in the rock and roll of fame. Definitely. All right. Willie Nelson. Yes. Why isn't Willie Nelson in Rock and yes. Roll of Fame? He deserves to be. I would put him in the Rock and Roll. I would put him in. Why not? Because he know? just he had he so many everything. crossover yep. hits. Yeah. It's. I think that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. He was on my list too. I agree. Yeah. Barry White. No. No. Toots and the Maytals. Yes. Toots. If you don't know, um, he just passed away this year. Um, he coined reggae. So everything you know about reggae was from Toots and the Maytals. Uh, Los Lobos. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't think of them. Yeah, I think they, they do. They're a great band, man. They bring it like I, I, I'm not going to go into songs and this and that. Hey, if they want to 
set standards and things like that for, you know, what's what's acceptable for going in and what lacks of talent that is in here. Why isn't Los Lobos in there? Beck. Yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Why he should be nominated. Yeah. Is he is he el- I guess he is eligible. I think so, yeah. He'll get in there. Yeah, I He'll, think so too. Maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it madness in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah, of Fame? That's a good point. Dude, it, it's a good one. They are like if you don't know who madness is, they invented ska. Like they are a beer drinking good time band. Yeah. I don't know if there's any like Scott represented in the Rock and Hall of Fame. No, I'll, they need I'll, to put them in there, man. I'll write that down and I will report back by the next episode. Yes. Uh Joe Cocker. That's a good one. Why isn't Joe Cocker in a Rock and Hall? That's a really fame? good one. You know, why not? I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, a little help from my friends. Yeah, Even though it's not white. his song. Oh, man, dude. His it's version, his song. That live version of The Letter. Yeah. Oh. I, I I just don't understand. You know, I just I just gave you, like, at least three obvious things, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, three artists, three bands, or whatever, that should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I question their selections. Yeah. You know? Keep on going. The Commodores. Yes. I'm going to say this, and you better play one of their songs. Motorhead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why yes. isn't yeah. Lemmy? Lemmy is God. Yeah. I don't understand why they're not in there. Play that anthem. Another obvious person, Dolly Parton. Why isn't Dolly Parton a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Her Just her boobs belong in the Rock and Roll of Fame. She's a class act all the way. She is. I love her. I got no problem with her at all. Uh, I won't run the songs. Won't ask you to play a song. Yeah. It's obvious. No, why she is, definitely should why be in the Rock, rock and Roll of Fame. She did definitely some Rock and Roll songs. Maybe she doesn't want to be in the Rock and Roll of Fame. That's yeah. the only thing I can come up with. But why not? De La Soul. That's a great one. Uh, I say no. I think that's a great one, Bruce. Fish. Yes. They'll never never get get in. in. They'll never get get in. in. I think they would would laugh. They would laugh. I don't know. I mean, Fish, they'll definitely be all about going in. I don't think they would even know who Fish is to put them on a ballot. They just sell out every fucking... Where they go, everywhere, everywhere they, they, they go, yeah. they, they people are are follow them all over, like the Grateful yeah. Dead. I think eventually they'll get in there, but I think that they'll. I don't. I don't know. Do you think they care about being in there? No, but everybody it, likes yeah. to be acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. I think for for the fans, it would be cool. Sure, and they, their fan base it's is like, huge. It's a, it's it's not like they ever win Grammys or anything like that. No, but it's a, it's a it's a accomplishment. Sure. You know, so yeah, fish. I would love to see. Obviously, love to see them in the rock and roll thing. Yeah, uh, Patsy Cline. Why isn't Patsy Cline in the rock? And yeah, roll why thing? isn't she in the? In, yeah, I don't. Crazy is one of the greatest songs ever. Yeah. Yep, written by Willie Nelson. Yes, one artist that I don't understand is Dick Dale. 
Yeah, I don't understand so, that either. Dick Dale, if you've seen Pulp Fiction, you know this song. Dude, he burned a lot of bridges. People people say that he invented he's like you can trace heavy metal music back to him. He oh, invented yeah. oh, sure. guitar. Sure. Just I don't get it. I don't think they're gonna put him in because he burned so many bridges. Yeah. He he was just like no way are we gonna make him a scumbag of the week. Yeah. But he was pretty close. Um is it my turn? Yes, sure. sure is. Steppenwolf. How can it's not Steppenwolf be in the Hall of Fame? Born to be wild, magic, magic carpet, carpet ride. ride. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Slayer. They definitely deserve to be in there. Maybe Maiden will open up some doors. Yeah, yeah. If they get in, which I don't think they will, but who knows. Dr. Dre. Yes. All the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Soundgarden. Yes. Well, we were talking earlier. Uh, Chris Cornell's wife is suing Soundgarden over rights or this or that, and something actually surfaced this week that she's going out another lawsuit. I think eventually they will get in, and they might have been nominated this year, but they kind of passed on it because it's not the right time because of the death, and they're trying to figure out the estate and okay. the rights. So I think that's the only thing that's really holding back from okay. Soundgarden getting That's That's just yeah. an educated no, that's guess. A, that's a fair point. Yeah. Now, since we're talking about grunge, Allison Chains. Sure. They're a big deal. Duran Duran. No. No. Yeah, I'm surprised. Okay. <laughs> You know, we're going through these lists. Let me add on to this. I want to see things change in the Rock and Roll Fame by the nominations. You know what? Put some of these bands in the nomination. You know, they don't have to win, but just to be nominated alone should be. They got to start putting these bands that we're talking about in. Yeah, let's just recognize them. Just recognize them. Recognize. Like, dude, Dio. Dio's not in the Rock and Roll Fame. Sure. Are, are they yeah. looking down on the thrash metal, on heavy metal, yes. and and say this is not real music? You know, it's that's bullshit, man. Okay, well, you saying that, and I know we tapped into having conversations this week. Since you brought Dio, how about Pantera? I said last this week, Pantera definitely should be in the rock and roll. Film. Yeah, I agree. I agree, especially especially like they they changed metal. You know, I think we discussed that before, but they definitely changed metal. The sound of metal, you know. Frank Sinatra. That's a good one. That is a good one. That's But you know, he's that's the establishment. R- that's though, up man. there. But like Sinatra's like the, the establishment. You know, everything that rock and roll was was against everything that Sinatra did. So that's my guess why he's not in there. All right, let's keep rolling. Okay, my turn. Judas Priest. Sure. Yes. Definitely. Maiden gets in, Priest gets, gets in. in. How can you not have Judas Priest in the Rock and Roll Fame by now? You have to play their albums backwards, and it gives you messages. <laughs> that alone is fun. Television. It's great. I had That's that great down one. myself. Yeah. Um, since they're doing obscure bands or artists. Yeah. Television. You got to be in there. Yeah, if you got Devo. Yeah. George Michael. Yeah. Definitely. Not Wham. But George, George Michael. Michael. <laughs> Temple of the Dog. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I'll, I'll okay. I'll say yeah. They put an album out, and they fucking toured, yeah. and I saw them yeah, on you tour. You did. They, okay. I think all day long they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. Uh, Warren Zevon. Yeah. Yes, I yeah, guess I had him on my list. Yeah. In excess. Yeah. 
Do you, do you, what do you think, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I love yeah. yeah, I yeah they were a great band. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Huey Lewis in the news. Definitely. They need to go in, dude. All They're those super hits. cool, dude. If Paul and Oates was in, yeah. why can't yeah. Huey Lewis be in? Dude, they had all those hits. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the Smiths. Fuck Marcy. Yeah. I, but it's yeah. just, you know, yeah. hey, you know, it's just, why not? I put them in with like Radiohead. And, yeah. yeah. Radiohead's yeah. a better I'm not band. necessarily saying I like the Smiths. I do not like the Smiths, yeah. but. No, I get it. They should be in there. Mariah Carey. No. She'll eventually get in there. She'll eventually I get in there. I just don't like her. I don't either. Her Christmas song. That's the only thing that's going to last of her career. The Pixies. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Grossly overlooked. Yes. I'm out. You got it? Okay. <laughs> I got a bunch still the left mon- here. The Monkeys. The Monkeys, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the- They didn't play their albums, but they sang on the albums. Yeah. Well, you know? well, maybe the Wrecking Crew can get in, and then they'll be like, oh, they play for this band, this band, yeah. this band, this band, this band. Okay. How about Billy Idol? No. No. Really? Yeah. No. Okay. That's cool. Ozzy solo. Definitely. Yes. I was kind of curious about that today. Like, how does that happen? Yeah. He sold millions of records. Yeah. He's a pipe pop icon just from the early thousands of the TV show. I, I agree. I, don't get I totally it. agree. Okay. I don't get it. Cool. Black Flag. Yes. Yeah. Now Henry Rollins yeah. needs to be in the yeah. rock and roll fame. I agree. Peter Frampton. No. No. He sucks. Motley Crue. Yes. Definitely. Yes. We did a whole show, show on that. <laughs> Rick James, bitch. No. No. Okay. Joy Division. No. No. Really? Yeah. Okay. The Specials. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I had them on my list also. Okay. Pat Benatar. Eh. Maybe. Eh. Tool. Definitely. Sonic Youth. Yes. Maybe. I don't, I don't think they have the popular. I don't yeah. think it'll take them a long time to yeah. get nominated. All right, I got I got two left. Weird Al. Oh, dude, I saw that on the list earlier. Yeah. Why isn't Weird Al? Why aren't there protests? Why aren't there like 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 going on? Like petitions going on? I have a few more. Okay. Oasis. Definitely. No. no. Yes. Definitely. Okay. The Runaways. Yes. Yeah. War. Yes. Anthrax. Yeah. Eventually. But yeah. what about Megadeth? Like, Megadeth's Megadeth? the next one. Yeah. yeah. And the Pogues. Definitely. So I did have I had two more. So Tribe Called Quest, because Ryan, you said Tribe Called Quest. Yes. Yeah. And the Wu Tang clan. Definitely Wu Tang. I think that, that train's coming. How about Cool and the Gang? Yeah. 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 Celebration, bitches. Yeah. All right. So I have a, a short list of people who are eligible in twenty twenty two. And I got one, two, three. 12. So just tell me if you, what do you guys think of these? So this is 25 years since their first album. The Dropkick Murphys. Yes. Yes. Eminem. Yes. Yeah. Fiona I Apple. No. I love her music, but I don't think that she'll get, she'll be like, I don't think she's done enough. I, neither have I. Matchbox 20. No. No. In sync. I, it's going to happen. No. Nickelback. No. No fucking way. <laughs> Slipknot. Nah. No. The Spice Girls. Definitely. No. Definitely. Stained? No. No. And Trans-Siberian Orchestra. No. That's a gimmick. No. Yeah. 
All right. So next year is not looking too good. Maybe some of these people that don't know, get but, in this year. Yeah, but like Oasis and, you know. But like, see the guy, but going back to like, see all these bands we're talking about and yeah. everything like that. Just nominate these bands. Yeah. You know, like, give them a shot. It, give, give, just nominate them. You ain't got to put them in. Well, that's, that goes back to then. Okay, you don't put Carol King in. You just, she's just as a songwriter. You're not acknowledging her as a performer, and now that's one spot that somebody's not getting that. Getting yes, sure, right? exactly. So, You're taking somebody's right. spot. And how much cool shit is out there that we, like that Fila Kuti guy? How much cool stuff is out there that we have no friggin' idea? Yeah, you know, like but like, at least it's introduced to us. You know what I mean? Right. You know, but there's yeah, there's there's got to be tons of other stuff that we're missing too. All right, since since we're we're talking like bad music, what about the new kids on the block? Will they get in there? They're going to get in there before uh, Motorhead will. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. That's a that's a fact. Yeah, the Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, Yeah. I say yeah. It's a lot. We went through a lot of bands, but you know, like I said, not just just nominate some of these bands. Yeah, you know, get the conversation going. Yeah, I think it's our turn now, dude. It's Bruce's birthday, everybody. Bruce just turned 45 today. Happy birthday, Happy Bruce. Birthday, Thank Bruce. You. We Thank had you. a nice little cake for him. Yes. And a male stripper came in and, yes. <laughs> and he had his way He'll with Bruce. He'll be going home with me later. Yes. But it's we're the old folks now. We're the ones that should be putting the people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Not these 70-year-old guys. Yeah, you know? that's fair. If, but, 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 yeah, well, why don't they? Like, throughout the year, have ballots. Write in the ballot. You know, you don't even need to write it and go on the internet, you know? It's but, a, it's all gimmick anyway, where yeah. the fan vote. So maybe like they can get some like, oh well, why aren't the specials? They why, gotta, how, come, how come they've never been? They gotta keep the committee re- relevant. They should change it every couple yeah. of years. Well, I'd they, love, they change I'd, it every year, you see. I'd right? love to hear what the what the criteria is for the the committee. Like, do you serve a five years? Is it two years? Like you said they they never officially announced it. I saw some websites that had it, and it looked like there was some consistency for like couple of years. Like yeah. little Stephen Van Zandt has been on for several years yeah. in a row, stuff like that. I, I don't know. Just for conversation, like you say, like the people who are already been inducted. What God forbid, Dion Warwick gets in? Who's she gonna like? Oh, Soundgarden. Oh, what is that? You know, right? So like these, they have to be relevant. They have to be. But they got to put these bands like the Funk Brothers in. Exactly. And the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. They made all those records, man. Yeah. All those records that you love, all those classics, these guys play on them, and they need the recognition that they deserve. Those guys were making more money than the President of the United States in the 60s. You know? Like, I just don't understand that. They have all these, like, you know, specialties and this and that, people going in the Hall of Fame. I just don't understand that. I really don't. I'm, yeah, you know it's a it's a it's a shame, man. I say next year if the monkeys don't get in, we riot. Yeah. So <laughs> and a lot of this information I got around like the committees and number of nominations. I was pulling from a website called futurerocklegends.com. Had all kinds of cool stuff. Maybe they're just making up all the crap on there anyway. That's all right. You know, we make up all our shit right. too. Yeah. So. All right, man. So I guess that is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I got some listener Ooh. feedback, and we can do the electric chair. And, Sponsored uh, by Lunacy Brewery yes, Company. Yes. So some listener feedback, man. We got we did get some feedback from our show on hair bands last week. So uh, Mike Seenfrone, 
from New Jersey said, I got to agree with Ryan and Doug. Bon Jovi tops my list, but think they transcend the hair j- band genre. Great stuff, guys. Keep it up. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mikey. So, uh, Chris Rawati from New Jersey. Uh, we did ask our fans what their favorite vote is for favorite hair bands. And they said, uh, I was a big White Snake fan, but it's got to be like Poison or Motley Crue. No. By the way, I think Jerry Cantrell was in a Seattle hair band. Yes, he was. He was actually in a band called Sinister with Vinny Chaz from Pretty Boy Floyd. Oh, my goodness. Really? I, I looked that up just for Chris. Wow. That's great. So, Pretty Boy Floyd. I remember them. The yeah, they, got, they got their name because – oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Ugly Kid Joe got their name because they opened up for Pretty Boy Floyd and they became <laughs> no, Ugly Kid no. Joe. It sounds good, though. And uh, Butch Amos said Striper is the best hair band of all time. And then – my wife, Jess, actually gave us her top six. She said, uh, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, and number one was Poison. Okay. Very good so, for her. Very good. So. Very good. All right. So that is it. The Electric Chair. All right. The Electric Chair is sponsored by Lunacy Brewery Company, located at 1500 Kings Highway in Haddon Heights, New Jersey. Go check them out. Tell them we said hello. Since we're the prisoners of rock and roll, we do the electric chair where we sentence a song to die. It's not a life sentence. It's not solitary confinement. It's death. So this week it is my pick, and I pick You're Beautiful by James Blunt. Is this a, I'm, You're So Beautiful No Matter What They Say? Yeah, that's... I'm beautiful. Oh, is that... Oh, man. Then there's two songs. That's, I hate this fucking guitar part. The music, the... Uh, sounds like a Brian Adams song or something. It's, it's so bad, and I should have started it earlier to get to the uh, the chorus, because I feel like I need to play it, but now i got to talk over it until the chorus comes on. That's okay. I, like, I couldn't remember this song, but then I heard it. Oh, so I'm like, oh, it's this song. Do it already. I saw an angel. We sentence you to death. He um, won't be getting yeah. it. <laughs> Never need to hear that. Happy song again. birthday, Bruce. We uh, should have did a Dion Warwick song, man. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. Bad. I wanted to send some Kate Bush in, but I did, we already played it up one song. Yeah. I didn't want that to play it for our listeners. Yeah. yeah. So. Hey guys, I want to give a shout out to John Cohen, Sergeant John Cohen, the New Jersey Department of Corrections. He's a great friend of Doug and I, and uh, he listens to all of our episodes. John, I hope you and your friends are being very safe down to the Department of Corrections. Keep on rocking, brother. Nice, man. All right, man. So that is it. That is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Just some housekeeping stuff. You know, we publish a playlist to go with every episode. They're on Apple Music and Spotify. Go check out all this great music we were talking about. You know, we we only played 30 seconds of a couple songs. We put together way, way more than that. Special shout out to Mike Cianci for putting together the playlist, helping us with all that, with the warden of the prison of rock and roll, Rob Owens. And for our very special international superstar, Omar Srinivasan. Omar, we haven't heard from you in a while, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email Omar, see what's going on. Awesome. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Uh, extra special thanks to all of our listeners. Uh, my mom actually told me today that she subscribed to oh, really? our podcast. So nice. There was some she people. To it? I, I apologize <laughs> yeah. in advance for the language. There were so. some people that actually told me how much they liked the show. And I was like, really? Yeah. I'm always. People are always coming up to me so. and saying how much they love the show. But anyway, Bruce, happy birthday, happy sir. Happy birthday, you. my brother. Thank, Thank you for you. Having me, man. 
Thank choose you your birthday much. to spend with me and Ryan. Yeah, we're going to drink. A, yeah, we're going to drink a bottle of Jack Daniels now. Being <laughs> one each, so uh, you guys can also get in touch with us. Yeah, we're on Facebook, Twitter, uh, email at prisoners of rock and roll gmail dot com, and you can also check us out online at prisoners of rock and roll dot com. That's it. We'll be back in two weeks. Peace out. Keep on rocking. Just a prisoner. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.